0: Beta Max Rewind, the only podcast where the hosts will let each other die in a fiery plane crash for a piece of trim in the Himalayas. Here are two sum of eaches that are real Fargan ice holes, Matt and Doug.
1: Okay, that is not true, because I said that I would, <laughs> I would give the parachutes to the both of you, because I am the ultimate wingman. I am. I'm yeah. always looking to get my friends laid. Uh huh.
2: Sure. Sure. Yeah, I took it my missus, she she's like, I don't understand the context of this, and I don't want to. And then the whole thing, you know, where I said, you gotta say it's summer Beaches and eyes holes. And she goes, That sounds Irish. I'm like, That's about right.
1: Swedish. As he's not from there. Uh so it's right. Matt. How are you doing, Doug? Um
2: I'm, I'm great, man. I'm great.
1: Enjoying your time off?
2: It's lovely. We'll get into that and what are you up to?
1: Okay, so let's just jump
2: right into it and now it's time for podcast housekeeping so I'm not gonna think you, you want to add add about last week's podcast I
1: I just a little bit I I want to um, first of all I want to I want to say thank you uh, sincere thank you to Tracy for giving us the opportunity to bring her in for a special podcast and, you know, just for myself, I don't want to speak for anybody else. Um, just for myself, apologize. I, I was a little off. I think it, and I blame you for that Doug because you bringing up Tracy's mom mm-hmm. at the, at the top of the podcast blood <laughs> the rushed all out of my head. Yeah. So just was not, uh-huh. was not there, not firing in all uh-huh. cylinders.
2: Okay. Okay. So it's your week. So you can go right. first. Okay, so we talked about in Halloween 2, Mr. Garrett uh, opening up the door and all kinds of garbage fell on him, and we brought up Monica's messy closet.
3: How did you get in
4: there? (laughs) You're messy. No, you weren't supposed to see this. I married Fred Sanford.
0: No, Chandler, you
4: don't understand.
2: You know how I organize everything, right? Okay, well, this is all of the stuff that doesn't fit into any category. So, so you see, I'm
4: not messy. I'm just so organized
0: that.
4: (laughs) Okay, 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 fine. Now you know,
2: okay.
1: I actually was talking about a different clip. Oh, and, and I did okay. find it, but there was nothing in it that translates as completely visual. And it was actually okay. the episode, the one where Nan dies twice, and Ross is in the back of a closet, and he's looking for dresses and shoes for his mom, and he uh, finds this-
2: And a bunch of stuff just falls.
1: Yeah, a bunch of stuff. Just, it's sweet and low. Mm, okay. So that's what I- But along right. with the whole uh, Mr. Garrett thing, is there anything Gar- else here yes. for you?
2: Yes. Yes. Because- you thought it was Mrs. Garrett. And then we talked about the facts of life and different strokes. And I did an amazing Mrs. Garrett impersonation. But I said, I think Peter Griffith does one better, but he doesn't. There's an episode where they all get superpowers from radioactive waste. And he has the ability to turn into anything. And he says, form of Mrs. Garrett's bosom. And he doesn't really do an impersonation. So I had to go actually go to the facts of life and pull a clip from The Facts of Life. Hey, Mrs. Garrett, can I ask you something? What is it, Joe? Is it a problem if your penis and your vagina touch each other? What? Well, I try to keep them separated, but uh, I woke up this morning, and they were sort of together. I I just didn't know. Is that okay? You have both?
4: Well, yeah. Doesn't everybody?
2: No!
1: (laughs) Okay. First of all, that was not actually from The Facts of Life. Secondly... No? uh, Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. We talked about okay. uh, Natalie, uh, Mindy Cohn. Do you know what her yes. post-facts-of-life claim to fame is? Uh, was it like driving school or something? She is the voice of Velma on Scooby Doo.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And then, since you brought it up with doing impressions, I want to do who who did it better? Get
4: out! Get out! Yeah. Yeah, now. Or I shot him six times. I shot him six times.
2: Or if it bleeds, we can kill it. If
4: it bleeds, we can kill it. Or
0: <laughs>
4: <Wow>. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I gotta give it to you.
4: <laughs> Even though
1: I did you I did so? like the baby though, the baby is awesome.
2: That was a... b I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> It sounds like a squeaky door. <laughs> it's a miracle. Yeah, I'll t- oh
1: God, it's the same thing as last week because I don't have... Is I, it? Yeah. You said it was a squeaky door last week. Yes. So those are the impressions that I pulled from last week.
2: Okay. Those are great pair. Those are great impressions. Um, having to do with your question last week. And do you want to remind the audience what your question was?
1: I said, you're in a plane that is going to crash similar to the end of, or not the end, the almost beginning of Indiana Jones and Mm -hmm. the Temple of Doom. And there are two parachutes and there's the three of us, you, Tracy, and myself. Who do you pick to give the 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 Tracy to? Who do you pick to give the parachute to?
2: Yes. And there's no life raft. So this couldn't happen.
0: (laughs) You have a toy buddy.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, Sorry. The other one. When I have blind ones, I don't know which one it is. Okay.
2: This one wasn't blind. No more pair of shoes. No more pair of shoes. Yeah. That's the voice, the text for that came no more pair of shoes. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to leave it. But I said, I picked Tracy because She had a vagina, and we'd probably be stuck in the middle of the Himalayas, and I'm only thinking of myself. Uh, And you said, well, but she had a bunch of kids, so she's kind of, you know, windy down there. And she said, no, I had all cesareans, so this is why I picked her.
0: Uh, You have a toy body. Yes, I see that from your toy pants. Yes, you are toyed like a tiger.
2: What is that from? That's from Goldmember. Boston okay. Powers.
1: believe it or not, that movie does come up again later. <laughs> does it really? Yes, it does. Okay. And I'll forget, but you know, as of right now, it will come up later. So, how how many Halloween movies have there been to date?
2: Halloween I mean, movies, like with Michael Myers,
1: including including three, which is the non Michael Myers of the Halloween series nine no no that it's actually 12
2: oh wow really yes
1: and the 13th one comes out next year and that is supposed to be finger quotes the last one but okay going across the 12 that have come so far the body counts are because tracy had said the body count in the first one was four and i said that that seemed low Okay. 7, 10, 21, 19, 20, 17, 7, 11, 20, 19, 16, the last one, which just came out, 34.
2: Wow, 34. That's a lot of dead bodies. Yes. Mostly uh, co-eds, I'm sure. Yes.
1: Uh, the knife that Michael used is actually a stitch cutter scalpel. Okay. Because I said it wasn't like just your typical scalpel knife, and I had to figure out what the fuck kind it
2: was. Did it? kind of have like a hook or something
1: yeah it had like a little bit of a like almost like a like a tooth
2: on it okay um somehow we brought up my two dads because what did i i mistaken paul riser with paul rudd and then you said oh is he and my two dads and i said you mean with dick butkus and you're like it wasn't dick butkus and i'm like yes it was ed klawicki is the character dick butkus played on my two dads and he ran the diner on the first floor of their apartment building
1: Okay. Did you find out what the name of the other guy was?
2: No. We've talked about him before, though. Yes. On this podcast. So if if you really want to know, go back and listen to Eddie and the Cruisers, maybe Major League. I don't know. One of those podcasts, we talked about the other guy from My Two Dads.
1: Okay. Uh, we're talking about hypodermic needles uh, because mm-hmm. two different people get killed with hypodermic needles. And I said something about stab her three times, like in Pulp Fiction. And you yeah. seem like you didn't know what I was talking about.
2: Well, I I know with the where he had to draw a dot with a sharpie on her chest, and then had to come down with the I don't think it was Narcan, but it was adrenaline. I think.
1: Yeah, a shot of adrenaline that
2: that, that John Travolta uses on Uma Thurman, but I don't remember the stab her three times. So what you
4: got to do is you got to bring the needle down in a stabbing motion. I got I to stab her three times? No, you don't got to fucking stab her three uh, times. You got to stab her once, but it's got to be hard enough to get through her breastplate into her heart.
1: Because uh, Potato Face was making a motion, and, and he didn't oh. just do it one time. He did it three times, and that's why when John Travolta said, I have to stab her three times.
2: Okay. Why do you call Eric Stoltz Potato Face? From Mask. Oh, God. It's, it's not
1: inaccurate.
2: <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, that's all I've got.
1: Okay. Multiple times I referred to Lori as the last girl and um, how yes. that's a trope. It's actually the final girl, not the last girl. Okay. Uh, John Carpenter's space film was Dark Star. Uh, Who's in that? Nobody. Okay. Uh, you said that you were looking for the, I'm going to do what my mom told me never to do clip from Student Bodies. Yeah. That is not actually in Student Bodies. What's that in? I don't know. I looked for it. I could not find it. And I watched all of student bodies.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for that.
1: Uh, the double fisting I refer to in last week's movie uh-huh. is not in candy stripers. I didn't think so. Cause I watched all of candy stripers. Okay. <laughs> Twice. Twice. Uh, but you said that the therapy tub was 800 gallons and I thought that was a mm-hmm. little bit large. And so a typical hot tub is between 300 and 475 gallons. So you weren't
2: that far off. That's a big hot tub.
1: Uh, you were correct about the Dudley episode of different strokes was a bike store. The comic mm-hmm. book store, which I referenced was actually an episode where Arnold stole a comic book as part of an initiation into a gang.
2: Was the Gooch running that gang? Yes.
1: And unfortunately okay. for Arnold, the comic book he stole was worth like $500. Oh, okay. Which elevates it into a felony. Yes. Uh, average walking speed for a person is three to four miles an hour. Um, okay. So
2: how long would it take to go 50 miles if you did not stop?
1: Uh, it, So four miles an hour to go 50, how many miles? 50 miles? Like yes. 12 hours, give or take 15 hours. Okay. And uh, that is, is it for me.
2: Okay. That's all I've got.
4: What have you been up to? I want you.
2: your week you go first do we go through do i go tell everything that happened or do we take turns we we usually take turns but you can do it either way okay so uh on monday we had a cub scout meeting with my youngest son's den they're in third grade which makes them bears friend of show joey his son joined cub scouts also he's a nice addition to have uh because we have a very nice group of boys and his son adds nicely to that Um, but one of the things that they do in third grade is we teach them how to use knives and the, the, um, adventure is called bear claws. So I buy a bunch of pocket knives and they're, they're nice knives. They're $10 knives, but it's a nice $10 knife. And then we go through, you know, come master Doug's knife school. And we talk about all the things. And I had all these different stations set up that they could go around and, and use their knives differently, cutting open boxes, cutting rope, cutting paracord, cutting twine, um, learning how to just basically whittle sticks and everything like that. So as I'm showing them all these different stations, I had a couple of boxes that I pulled out my knife and I said, okay, you know, your parents get a lot of Amazon boxes and you don't want to take your knife and jam it all the way through here because you might cut something. So all you want to do is you just want to st- put the tip in. And as I said this, I looked at Joey and Joey just kind of smiled and put his head, kind of hit his face down in his armpit so he wouldn't start <laughs> laughing. And I started giggling. And then there's this mom who was sitting up front who I would have never thought that she would have started laughing and she started laughing, which meant I started laughing and both of us, we just couldn't start, la- stop laughing about it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. My face is getting hot. My ears are getting warm and red. And I, I just, finally I just had to turn and look away and I can still hear her laughing. And I'm like, Kim, please stop, please stop. So, you know, of course my oldest son is there because he helps out and he's like, he comes up to, him, he's like, dad, what does just the tip mean? <laughs> so I had to explain to him, he thought that that was pretty funny, but yeah, that was a little embarrassing.
1: Yeah, so you had a little bit of a giggle fit.
2: A little bit, yes. And like I said, this mom who wouldn't have thunk that uh, she would have laughed, but she did.
1: So that re- reminds me of something. When I used to teach, when I used to teach at this school or a place I used to work, I I would go in and I would teach two days of this two week class, mm-hmm. and. The guy who was in charge of the whole two-week class, he would sit at the back of the room and he would do whatever he could to try to make me break. Oh, boy. Just trying to make me laugh. And uh-huh. eventually, I'm like, you're not going to do it. I-, I know what you're doing. It's n- it's not- never going to happen. But there was one thing I forgot about from housekeeping. It's sort of housekeeping, sort of not. But it's something you've brought up multiple times on the podcast. And if this is something we have to cut, that that's fine. But it's a question mm-hmm. I have because you've mentioned it several times. And I guess I just need a little bit of a definition. Okay, uh, oftentimes, you said, "Well, my missus had to get up this morning because she had to teach a bar class. What is a okay. bar class?
2: It is a fitness class that it revolves around ballet. Okay, so okay. B, b it's b a r r e, uh, with the little French apostrophe above the e, I think. Okay, but she teaches this fitness class, and a lot of it it's revolves around the bar that a a ballet." Dancer would use, you know, in front of a bunch of mirrors.
1: Okay. Because Jen and I were talking about this and mm-hmm. I thought it was a, like a bartending class. No. Like she was, well, this is how you make a brandy old fashioned and you know, whatever. She's right. Like, no, it's a dancing thing. I'm like, no, wouldn't
2: that be a pole class? Yes. Yes, a pole <laughs> class. All right. So yes, but I like, I, I like that she teaches a bar class because, well, it's just, you know, it means that she stays in shape. She wears she the, the little the tutu thing shape.
1: home. Or do you wear it?
2: Yes. That? <laughs> well, she comes home. I put it on, and then um, happy you know. fun time. Yeah,
1: I get it. Yes. So yes. Did, did you? Have you guys had beggars' night yet?
2: That's tomorrow night.
1: Okay. For us, yes. it was Thursday, and I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but I had been somewhere in the mid- middle of beggars' night, and I was coming home, and I had to leave right away, but I had to talk and to Jen. And by
2: beggars' night, Hall- Halloween, Right, where Halloween where yes. kids come and. Yes. Come and ask for candy. Yes.
1: And I had to talk to Jen before I left and I was walking because I had not driven. I had, I was walking home and I saw Jen over in the neighbor's driveway and I kind of whistles like, Hey, come over here. And then as I got closer, not Jen. (laughs) Oh, whoops.
2: A different one of my neighbors. Okay. So good. Good thing you didn't, you didn't like yell over there. Like, Hey, how much for a BJ? (laughs) Well, she was with the other neighbor, so Okay.
1: But so after I got everything taken care of that I had to do, I actually went back over there and I apologized. I'm like, I'm sorry, I thought you were Jen. And it is yeah. very lucky that I did not say what Matt might have said in that particular Sure.
2: Time. Sure. Sure. Uh so my kid today we're recording this on Saturday. My kids head off school on Thursday and Friday. On Thursday, we went to a little mini water park that's attached to a really big hotel. And uh, we got our tickets online and got there. The, The park opened at 10 and we got there at, I don't know, 20 after 10. And there was an old lady, older lady, in her 60s and a kid. And they were at the front desk where you check in. And she was pissed. And she turns around. She's like, park's closed. And she just storms off. And so we come up and we're like, hey, how's it going? Right away, I knew what was going on, why it was closed. Can you give me a good reason why why the water park was closed? Uh,
1: one of two things. Um, the okay. least likely is there's a COVID thing. Mm-hmm. And the other one is somebody shit in the pool.
2: No, they just didn't have enough staff. Oh, okay.
1: That actually probably uh, make more sense.
2: <clears throat> yes. And she tells us that. And we're like, oh, you know, hey, we understand. She's like, We'll be back at 1 o'clock and you can still, you know, we'll be open at 1 o'clock. You can still use these passes and we're going to send you four extra passes. You know, we were very sympathetic. We were because my missus has worked the front desk at a hotel. She knows what assholes people can be. Sure. And my my big philosophy on life in the last couple of years is I want everybody to have a Doug positive experience when confronting me. I don't want to be a dick. So I try and be you know, nice and encouraging. And she goes, you know, I'm not supposed to do this, but we've got the hotel pool. And if you guys want to go there and just hang out in the hotel pool and swim for a couple of hours, and then, you know, you can go to the restaurant. You can bring your food into the hotel and have lunch there. And we're like, wow, that's really nice. And so we're walking down the hallway and I turn to my son and I go, see what it me see what you get when you're not an asshole. And he was it was a great learning experience for him. Because this other chick was a bitch and we were nice and we got the Royal treatment. And then at one o'clock we went to the water park and you know, it's the middle of the week. I'm one of the very few dads that was there. So it was a target rich environment. Okay. Lots of (laughs) snacks there. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, it would have benefited me well if I wasn't married, I didn't have kids and these other women weren't married and didn't have kids, but man, there were a lot of hot, was there at the water park on Thursday? Were they wearing like stuff like the
1: the girls at the Vegas pool would wear?
2: No, but some were wearing some snicky suits. Nothing over the top, but you know enough that my imagination got wild.
1: Okay, okay. So, um, I'm going to get on a soapbox here for for a minute. Okay, I, actually, I'm going to. You know what really grinds my gears? And we've talked about this before. But it it it's something that I saw today, like three different places, and, and it just pisses me off. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get into the whole, if masks should be mandated, if masks shouldn't be mandated, if you should take have a vaccine, if you shouldn't have a vaccine. I'm not getting into any of that. I'm just getting into, if you go a place and it says, you must wear a mask to enter here, and you walk in and you can tell everybody's wearing a mask and you are not wearing a mask. You are an asshole. (laughs) And okay. And I don't want to wear a mask. I don't, I'm, I'm fully vaxxed. I, you know, I got my vaccination shots as soon as I possibly could. I've been very clear on the podcast. If they say I have to wear a mask, I'm going to wear a mask. If they say, if they don't say I have to, I'm not going to, but when they say you have to, and you aren't, you're an asshole because the rules exist for everybody or they exist for nobody. And I don't know who the fuck these people think they are, that they are above the rules. And it was, it was a very wide swath of people that were doing it, but it was not an insubstantial number of people. It was like one person the entire time I was in the grocery store. That'd be one thing, but it was no every fourth or fifth person was not wearing a mask. And I'm not talking about like not wearing a mask correctly. I'm saying like Mm -hmm. they did not have a fucking mask at all. Okay. That pisses me off, so.
2: Okay. And
4: that's what really grinds my gears.
2: I think people are just kind of tired of it. I mean, it's... No, I get it. I get it. And I am, too. I'm I'm playing devil's advocate. We went to the museum. I took my youngest and one of his buddies to the Milwaukee Public Museum yesterday, and masks were mandatory. And that was the first place that I have been to, goddamn, probably since, like, March or April, that masks were mandatory. Um... You know, because every other place that you go in Wisconsin, it says, you know, if you've been fully vaccinated, you are not required to wear a mask. But, you know, it would be nice if you did, but you don't have to. Sure. So, And that's fine. That's fine. But they have mask police at the museum because, I mean, it's it's a municipal building uh, in a, you know, liberal-leaning city. So, yeah, they're going to have laws that... uh, um,
1: Are they like oldie time? Mask police was like the big hat in the Billy Club.
2: <laughs> hey Chauncey, you may maybe you want to put your mask on. Hey, eh?
1: walking around, what is that? Old Milwaukee
2: or the old the streets of Old Milwaukee? Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming no, they it's still have you that. know they do they do, and it's been upgraded. Um, but you know we went to lunch and went in the cafeteria, and my my son forgot to put his mask on; it was still hanging around his wrist. And this lady, she's like, "Young man, you need to have your mask on." And then she looked at me, and I'm like, "I'm sorry, we just came from lunch." You know, you don't have to be an asshole about it. He made a mistake. So because my kids voluntarily wear masks to school because they're, we've kind of preached like, hey, you know what? Last year, you didn't get any colds or the stomach flu or anything because you were wearing a mask and you're not touching your face. So that's great. And, you know, my oldest was like, well, I don't want to get that shit. I'm going to wear a mask. And then my youngest kind of followed suit.
1: Yeah, and the the last thing I have is, do you remember when we were at we were up at the river and I fucked up my shoulder mm. pulling the canoe up? Did you? And like I don't remember it was it was late in the day, but okay, I went and saw a doctor about a month after I got back from the canoe trip, mm-hmm. and he he said because I thought I had like torn a muscle or pulled a muscle or something, and he looked at it and he said no, it's it's not mu- musculature, it's it's a nerve thing. It's either a nerve mm-hmm. thing or it's a neck thing. Okay. So we want you to get an MRI, but they will not, they probably won't approve an MRI. So let me go find out. And he comes back. No, they won't approve an MRI. So you're going to get an x ray. I said, okay, what is the x ray going to do? He's like, the x ray will be negative. The x ray will tell us nothing, but you have to do the x ray in order to do the next thing. Right. And so I did the x ray. It was negative. So then I got scheduled to see a, a neurologist. Mm hmm. The earliest they could get me in was
2: yesterday. Okay. From so, August.
1: From August. Yes. Okay. So I go in and I'm talking to the neurologist and he said, why haven't you had an MRI? And I explained the story to him. He's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So all yeah, what,
2: I, what does an MRI cost out of pocket? Because I know there's places here that is just, it's like the MRI quick shop where you can just go get an MRI and pay out of pocket. And I think it's like 600 bucks.
1: I have no idea. I know insurance charges thousands of dollars for it. Yes. But I don't know if it it was like an out-of-pocket thing. So he said, well, it had been much more beneficial for you to come see me after you got the MRI. I'm like, I'm well aware. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so now I have an MRI and a nerve conductivity test scheduled for like a month from now. Oh, God. So, you know, pillar to post, this is going to be four, five months from the time that I did this till actually can do anything about it. And what they're going to end up telling me is like, yeah, there's really nothing we can do about it except maybe physical therapy. So,
2: right. Do a little rehab. Yeah. And uh, the last thing I've got is we're going through kind of a strange transition in our house. Is that hormone therapy? Yes. Okay. um, My, my, my youngest turned nine. So there's just things in the house that he doesn't play with. Like we have this. Oh, okay. Okay. Sure. Huge kitchen in the basement in the unfinished that I built this like counter with all these shelves that they would play restaurant and kitchen in. And it takes up a ton of space and I would love to use that space. So we dismantled it last night and I'm looking, I'm like, man, what am I going to use this space for? And we're doing this transition of, of in the garage. Now that my missus isn't working, you know, and she's helping me do take down all the fall plants and stuff and cut them down and do fall cleanup. Usually it always falls on me, but she's helping me this year. So now we're in the garage and we're, we're coming up with all these ideas and it's just, She's got all these great ideas that she never was able to tell me because she's never been a part of this fall cleanup. And she's like, well, we should do this. We should put your workbench here. Because I've talked about it and pissed and moaned about how small my three-car garage is. And it is. It's just the smallest three-car <laughs> garage you can, you can possibly make. So always trying to get creative. And she's got all these creative ideas. So I'm very, very excited as to what's happening in my basement in the garage. I will report back when we accomplish some of these things.
1: You know what you could use some of that space in the basement for? A dungeon? Storing my stuff. <laughs> Which also could be a dungeon, depending on... Yes,
2: sure. Yeah, yeah, because there's a whole, there's a whole matte shelf in the basement.
1: Yeah, well, uh, it doesn't make sense for me to fly all the shit up when I'm only going to use it once a year, so...
2: Right, okay. I, I have nothing else. Nope, nor do I
0: it again. Guess
2: that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really wanna know. It's possible you've never even seen this movie. I don't know. But if you don't get it and you have seen this movie, you're gonna be irritated with yourself.
1: Okay, okay, fair enough. <laughs>
2: No clue. Okay. We talked about him last week on the podcast. It's a battle beyond the stars movie. No, you're close. Uh, uh S-
1: space hunter adventure in the Forbidden no. zone.
2: No, go ahead and play the reveal.
4: Hey, my weapons are gone. Should I do it? Easy, easy. Wait till the rolling Jeff blossom, right? <laughs>
1: Is this the movie that everybody loves that has like a thing about I think it's a watermelon?
2: No, no, we talked- he was he was in Halloween too, and I said, "Oh, that's the dude from that movie, and I thought it was the guy who played young Clark Kent in Superman, the motion picture.
1: okay, no idea.
2: It's the last Starfighter,
1: okay, yeah, I've never seen it so <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: what's wrong with you, man uh, lots <laughs> mm-hmm. Sitting in my basement, around my microphone COVID's on the loose, I got nowhere to roam So I came up with a plan, to do a podcast Talking 80s movies, you know it's such a blast So I got a question, you know it's got me thinking I'm gonna ask it now, what's everybody drinking? Drinking What's everybody drinking? Going old school with that one, huh? No, it's just random. Is it? Yes. Uh, so I am drinking Oconomowoc's very own Brewfinity uh, Brewing Company, uh, IP yader Hay. So I've never had a beer from Oconomowoc, which is your hometown. Yeah, technically, sure. Sure. And it's a big one, so... I'll just pour a little bit in there so I can. Oh, wow. That is that is awfully tasty. I like that a lot. Okay. okay. Excellent. I'm happy. I'm happy with my choice. So
1: I am continuing my trend of starting with a shot.
2: Mm-hmm. With I'm... shitty shots, yes.
1: Oh, no, they're not all shitty. This is uh, Jack Daniels, Tennessee
2: apple. Okay. Okay, so... It's like, almost
1: like Jack. That's cut. So okay. And I hate straight Jack. So eh, it's okay.
2: You know, there's so much better whiskeys out there than Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels is just the best marketed. Oh yeah, whiskey. absolutely. But there's not
1: a ton of whiskeys out there that have single serving shots that you can buy at Giant Eagle.
2: <laughs> I suppose. All right. So your thing. Is there anything you need for lead into this or? It's not my best work. It's really not. Um, I had an idea, but it didn't work out. So roll with it, man.
4: On the block Berman moves in Now it's time to clean his clock He is just Johnny Kelly On his way To becoming
2: Johnny Dangerously My Kelly's sick Now it's time to help Dundee and newspapers gonna get maroney he's
3: no longer just
2: That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing Johnny Dangerously, released December 12th, 1984, on a $9 million budget, grossing $17 million. Had a 44% Rotten Tomato critic score and a 63% Rotten Tomato audience score. Directed by Amy Heckerling, best known for Fast Times at Ridgemont High and National Lampoon's European Vacation. Starring Michael Keaton as Johnny, best known for Night Shift and Mr. Mom. Joke Piscopo as Danny Verman, best known for getting too jacked up to star in anything significant (laughs) after 2006. Mary Lou Henner as Lil, best known for Taxi. Maureen Stapleton, best known, or uh, as Ma Kelly, best known as Old Knickerbocker Music Hall and the Philco Television Playhouse, brought to you by General Electric. Peter Boyle as Dundee, best known for Young Frankenstein and Everybody Loves Raymond. And Griffin Dunn, as Tommy, best known for American Werewolf in London and Dallas Buyers Club, so he's been in a couple of Stephen King movies. There
1: you go. <laughs> you know, I, as, as as the song was playing, I actually muted my mic so I was not talking over it. It's like first okay, of, that song's been used before for a bed. Has it? Yes, has it, it has. really?
2: Yeah. What? What? Movie? I don't know.
1: I think I did it. I know that I actually I, used it just raw the regular danger zone one for top gun when we did that, but I'm pretty sure that I use that one. And then I also said that, yeah, Tracy is laughing somewhere because apparently Doug's singing just tickles her heart so much. Yes, it causes it, her to laugh.
2: It, it rubs her cockles the right way. Uh, this is one of the first movies with a PG 13 rating. So did you see this movie in the theater?
1: I don't think I saw it in the theater. I know I saw it as a, as a kid though. I know I saw it like as soon as it came out on video.
2: I'm pretty sure that we saw this in the theater and then had a copy of it and watched the shit out of it in our house this was a movie that was watched a ton lots of lines quoted on the bus so now it's time for
1: welcome
3: back you've been on this
1: show before welcome back How many times does this make
3: it?
1: Okay, I am going to get this wrong. Uh, I think I'm going to be short. And there's one of these that I would have not gotten if it was not for you. Sure. But I have six.
2: Okay, I've got eight. Okay. I have uh,
1: Griffin Dunn, which Mm -hmm. I would not have gotten if not for you. Okay. Because from the fan. Okay. Because you had actually mentioned that when we did the fan. Yes, uh, Dom DeLuise two. Yes, from Cannonball Run. Mm-hmm. Danny DeVito two, from Throw Mama from the Train. Okay, Ray Walston two from Fast mm-hmm. Times. Mm-hmm. Maureen Stapleton two yes. also from the Fan. Yes, she's the old bag that gets cut up, and yes. then Michael Keaton also two from
2: Batman. Correct. So you are missing Scott Thompson, who is a kid he in the plays- hall. No, he is—he was Arnold in Fast Times. Okay. And he, okay. he—he plays the priest that helps break him out. He's also one of his henchmen.
1: Oh, he's the one that's doing the Latin thing. That's yes. been done better in
2: another film. Yes. And then Joe Piscopo had uh, an uncredited role in King Kong. Oh, really?
1: Okay. Yes. That I. And noticed. then there's
2: also another dude who is uncredited in this movie that was in Fast Times. So we'll get to that.
1: Okay. But the, the movie itself starts in. So it's a
2: shitty song. It's a shitty song by Weird L.
1: Even before and that. Even before. Even before the song. It, okay. You said you were going to talk about this. It's 20th Century Fox. Which version is it?
2: Did I say I was going to talk you about this? You said anytime we
1: read... have a 20th Century Fox. Because there's two of them. Oh. There's, the, there's okay. the the short one. And then there's the one with the extended fanfare.
2: The the fanfare. I think it's the short one, isn't it? It, it is the
1: short one. Correct.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the movie starts with a shitty song by Weird Al,
1: which was not and, on the soundtrack,
2: by the way. And if when you got the home video, and if when it was on cable, they just played the song from the end credits. But in the DVD release, it had the song by Weird Al, and I just fast forwarded through the song. I'm so, I just can't sit here and listen to this because it fucking sucks. Yeah, theme song was not giving me a lot of hope. <laughs> no, and no. it has been.
1: Actually one of the things we don't talk about and maybe we should and we talk about it kind of is it's not just did we see this when it first came out. when was the last time you saw this?
2: it's been a while
1: yeah i it's, it's, I, it's been it's been a hot minute since I saw it
2: yeah, not many surprises because I've seen it so many times, but there were a few mm-hmm. there were a, there were a few things that I probably didn't catch as a kid uh or didn't remember. So, but we, we're on a street, we're in a, in a city and I mean, this entire movie is done on a soundstage or in a, in a black lot.
1: I was actually shocked. I, if, if I had to bet, I would have bet cash money that this movie was in black and white and I don't okay. know why. I all think, right. I think it's probably because I was confusing it with uh dead men. Don't wear a plaid.
2: <laughs> oh, sure. That's where the one where they intercut all of the uh, old movies, right?
1: Yeah. Steve Martin. Yes.
2: Okay but we see that it's 1935 and that 1935 is not superimposed because a car runs into it that was actually a cool effect because yes. the first they actually have a, a car pass
1: behind it first right yes and then the second car crashes into it so that was that was kind of cool and actually in and into like the the first shot it was a dissolve from an image or uh, from a drawing to like the live action, and I thought it was a, a cool dissolve. Of course, they probably did it reverse. They had the image, and then they just had somebody draw it.
2: Sure. But we're in a pet store, and we see uh, Michael Keaton, and he brings in a tray of food, and he's he's feeding them. And I I thought for sure that this is where Dumb and Dumber got the uh, the joke with um, when uh, Harry is feeding the dogs in his in his dogmobile. And he's like, who's got the footlong kielbasa? (laughs) And it's a little poodle. (laughs) And I swear, I thought that I'm like, oh, we're going to see that joke. And this is where Dumb and Dumber got it from. No, there's nothing special about it except he tries giving something to a pet and the pet throws it out. What type of pet was it? it? I don't know. It's a monkey. It was a monkey? Yes. It it was not shown, but it was a monkey. But he was trying – was he trying to feed it seafood or something? I
1: I don't remember – exactly what it was i just know that it was a monkey and threw it back
2: okay but the phone rings and uh polly the parrot answers uh, same
1: yeah. bird from um uh gosh um th- not the living daylights um what was the bond film we did for your eyes only for your eyes only there you go is that a mat? that's a matt lie i talked about how that, that bird had been in multiple
2: films when we did that movie okay all right. I didn't see anything in the IMDB notes about the, about the bird. Um, but a kid comes in and he's trying to steal a puppy and he goes out, tries to leave and an alarm system goes off and there's a, like an alarm tag around the puppy's tail. Was that the tail or was it the leg? I, no, I don't remember. No, it was the tail. It was at the base of the tail. And the kid has obviously has some attitude and uh, Michael Keaton, Johnny makes him sit down. Because this kid's just like, I don't care. Call the cops. And Johnny's like, Oh, tough guy, huh? Sit down. And he pushes him down. He's 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 talking about the past, and the the screen kind of does this wavy waterfall effect. I don't know what you want to call that.
1: Yeah, and they do almost the same exact gag in Wayne's
2: World, um, where they okay, doing a... yes, and the kids like, What's going on? And Johnny says, Oh, it does that when I talk about the past. Yeah, it's gonna go so away, so. It's going to go away. Yes. Yeah. So we're now we're in 1910 uh, and he's narrating everything that's happening. America is in good time. Uh, he fat shames William Howard Taft. Yeah. Which you couldn't, you couldn't fat shame the president now. Although if, if it was Trump, yes, you could fat shame Trump. Yes. But nobody else. Definitely not. And he explains how immigrants poured in by the millions and had settled into a two block area of New York City. And that the United States had passed the McCoy Act, which meant that immigrants had to stay outside for at least four hours a day and walk around aimlessly around their city (laughs) with wearing hats.
1: That actually that that did make me laugh. I mean, there are are, there's very few things in this movie that made me laugh, but that Mm -hmm. did make
2: me laugh just because of the absurdity of it. Sure. But he uh, he talks about his mom, Ma Kelly, and she has to say this.
1: Yeah, it would help if I didn't actually mute the channel that that no. clip is on. So I'll play okay. that one more time.
4: Okay. The Lower East Side, this really sucks.
2: And Johnny, we see Johnny as a young man. He's throwing newspapers uh, on a street corner, and he asks his mom about her pancreas. And it's snowing outside, and she's like, this is the worst July in years. <laughs> yeah. And he goes to, you know, he, he kind of goes off and a guy, another guy moves in on his territory, another kid, another uh, kid, another kid, Danny Vermin, and moves in on his turf. And Danny is such a bad son of a bitch that he cuts the leash on a seeing eye dog with a pair of scissors. Yes. And uh, Johnny confronts him and says, Hey, this is my corner. And Danny says, uh, Oh, don't worry, officer. This is okay. And as as Johnny turns to see that there's no officer there, what does he whack him with? Uh billy club? A flapjack? Okay. I had to look that up because that's what I thought first. I'm like, is it a billy club? It's, it was the same thing that you always saw in the cartoons with Bugs Bunny.
1: Yeah, big uh, in the Superman. George Reeves as well.
2: George Reeves or George Reeve?
1: George Reeves. <laughs> Just think about that for a second. It's Christopher Reeve, George Reeves. Yes,
2: yes. And uh, Peter Boyle and Dick Butkus, they pull up in a car, and Boyle says to Butkus, hey, I want to see this. And then we learned that his name is Mr. Dundee, because Butkus says, yes, sir, Mr. Dundee. But it's important to note
1: that Johnny actually won the fight between him and He kicks his
2: ass. Yeah. Yes. Cleans his clock. Dundee calls him over, and he's like, how would you like to make a 50? And Johnny says, well, I can't break the law. Sir, it would break my mother's heart. And uh Dundee says, Well, if you change your mind, I'll be at Club 25. So he goes inside to the apartment building but and he climbs. He, he sk- skips something. So this is a thing where when he was
1: talking to his mom, he said he was gonna go in as soon as he did something. What was the thing he was gonna do before he came inside? Um, uh, I don't know. He was gonna sell the rest of his papers. Okay. And then he he goes inside and I almost reused it. The huh, huh, I hope these stairs don't kill me first, <laughs> because of the number of flights of stairs that he's walking it's up,
2: up and up and up and up and up. Yeah, and he gets to what the fifth floor, sixth floor. And there's a couple of people that are that are sitting on a bench and they're wheezing. Yes. Yeah, and the, as he gets to his apartment door, the doctor comes out and he's like, "It's her pancreas, pancreas, pancreas again, Johnny." <laughs> this <is> what? <laughs> pancreas. His pancreas. I wanted to say pancake. It's her pancreas again. Johnny, your mother needs surgery. And he's like, how much? He's like, I'm running a special this week, $49.95.
1: Yeah, the, the prices are very, very specific and very, very coincidental for things that have to drive the
2: plot forward here. Sure, sure. But he goes into the apartment and he sees his brother, uh, young Tommy, and um, he tells his mother that, you, you know, she, what is, what's his mother doing? She's doing laundry. Yeah, she's ironing. And he said, Johnny says, take a break. She's like, ah, I'm a year behind on Mr. Stevenson's shirts. <laughs> and what is it that Tommy
1: wants to be? What is his life goal?
2: He wants to be a lawyer. Yeah. And he's six. He's six. <laughs> <laughs> his, his mom says, ah, oh, your mother, your father could have used y- your services. And then we see a picture of his father. Where is his father sitting? Electric uh, chair. An electric chair. Is that something that you keep on your night side stand? Well, Is that a picture that they take? <laughs> your night side
1: stand again.
2: Yes, again. Yeah. Uh,
1: but Johnny has a gift for his mom.
2: Yes, he does.
4: Happy birthday, Mom. Oh, bless the saints. It's an ashtray. Oh, I've been thinking of taking up smoking. this clinches it. Well, how does it feel to be 29? <laughs> oh, I only hope I reach 30.
1: Yeah, she is not. She she that's a hard twenty nine. <laughs> that's
2: a hard twenty nine because what do you think she is like sixty five in this movie? Uh, probably Ooh.
1: somewhere in that range. Yeah,
2: yeah. But he goes outside. Wait, of the wait, 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 wait. Or- Be- before
1: you move on, we got to okay. we got to bring in a real life thing here. And you were in Catholic school until what point?
2: Uh, first grade through sixth grade.
1: Okay, so this might not actually apply to you, but in you know I grew up in the Kettle Moraine Elementary School System, mm-hmm. and in art class periodically you'd have clay projects. And, okay. and without fail, one of the things was, well, make your parents an ashtray. And everybody really? had to make their parents an ashtray.
4: Wow, man. And, and
1: my parents did not smoke. But that was like a, mm. everybody had to do it. Okay. And so if you went to Catholic school, I'm assuming that you guys probably didn't have a kiln, so you weren't doing like the the clay no. stuff on the reg.
2: No, we were not. I, I was not introduced to, to clay in a kiln until seventh grade. And I made my mom a goose with a little teddy bear that sat on top of it. I think I but still
1: have a clay whale that I made like in second grade.
2: I'm pretty sure my mom still, yeah, I mean when she, when my stepdad died and we were going through her house and this is going back six years now, she he still had, she still had that goose with the teddy bear that, and I think I got like a C on it. It wasn't a a. it wasn't very good, but she kept that thing, man. I don't know if she chucked it when she moved into a smaller condo. I'll have to ask her if if I talk to her.
1: I was at my, my parents' condo. Well I'm okay. at, I'm there almost every day. And I was upstairs taking a shit. And there was this dish that had soap in it. Like those okay. little like decorative like soaps that look like little flowers and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a candy dish that I ate M&Ms out of when I was in first fucking grade. (laughs) Really? And I I said to my mom, I cannot believe you still have that thing. She's like, oh, yeah, it still works. Why throw it out? And she's got a point.
2: I mean, okay, so you had to make your parents an ashtray. When they had friends over that smoked, did they smoke in the house? Or did they they kick them out into the garage? The very
1: few times that we had people over that smoked, they actually had, my parents had ashtrays. So they would smoke in the house.
2: Okay. Yeah. I remember, do you remember going to like friends' houses and their dad next to the easy chair had like the standing ashtray?
1: No, I remember once I had like ashtrays on like a nightside stand or something like that. (laughs) But I don't remember like the, the metal thing that comes up and opens up that has like a, I don't remember anybody having one of those.
2: Okay. All right. So Johnny goes outside of the apartment door and he's having thought bubbles of- dundee and the doctor and his mom um and he makes a decision that well the next the next time we see him he's in the car with dundee and buck butkus and a bunch of other guys and they're going to pull a job so he decided you know he needs that 50 bucks and they're in front of this club maroney's club who's the main bad guy sort of and they're all for i don't know what does this go on for 35 40 seconds Are you talking about the nodding Yes, they're nodding, they're winking to each other. Not, they're just kind of going around, and it's almost like the Family Guy version of Return of the Jedi, <laughs> when, when Luke is about to hit, getting pushed into the Sarlacc, dun dun, dun. dun. <laughs> and it just goes dun, <laughs> dun, and they're all nodding to each other, and it just goes on and on. That's what this reminded me of, and it's just it, this part cracked me up when Peter Boyle said this.
4: No more nodding.
1: Yeah, actually I I had the this reminded me of family guy jedi episode at the Sarlacc. Okay. So, same same thing.
2: Okay. Uh, but I, they go in they go inside. Oh, you had something this No, say? no, go ahead. I've been doing an awful lot of talking on this no, podcast, it's okay. which is which is normal, which is not normal. Um, I have a feeling this is going to be this movie's going to go by really quick. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: not going to be a long podcast.
2: No. Uh they go in into this and there's a sign that has the bath basically no, it has a head. It's like a silhouette of a head with a flapjack hitting the head and then a red circle around it with a line going through it.
1: <laughs> no, no no, flapjacking people in the club?
2: Yes. And the bad guy comes out, Maroney. And what did the bathrooms say?
1: Uh, henchmen and henchwomen.
2: Yes. And his number two tells Maroney that Dundee is here. And he's like, what's that bastard doing here?
0: Okay, you and the rest of your bastiges can gamble, but don't try no fargen trick, otherwise you wind up with your bells in a sling.
1: Yeah, and this was actually after Maroney talks to um, Dundee and Buttkiss, and they they pat them all down, and they realize that they're not they're not holding, they're they're not carrying any weapons. Sure. And this is the first time that Maroney has has really spoken, and. His vernacular, his you know, Fargan passages, you know, cork suckers, mm-hmm. ice holes. I I don't remember seeing this in the theater, but I remember when this movie came out because this was like a playground thing. Sure. And parents and teachers had to fucking hate this film for this because it gave them that like little loophole, right? Of a Big way time. to say things. It's almost it's similar to uh, and I never watched it, but the Battlestar Galactica reboot.
2: Oh yeah, what was the what Frack? was the F word? Frack, Frack. yeah.
1: Same kind yeah. of thing I, where it's like and it's I, just an int- it's a substitute word.
2: And I don't know why I didn't have. I had this clip queued up in YouTube, and why I didn't record this. It's Saturday Night Bit, Saturday Night Live bit where they're they're uh, a bunch of Italian winemakers and they're they're cork soakers. <laughs> It's great, man. It's Because it's got that cast. It's got the Horatio Sands, Jimmy Fallon. Um, uh, who's the guy that played Clinton all the time? Oh, uh, um, the guy that got killed by his wife? No, not that guy. The other guy that played Clinton. Hammond? John
1: Hammond? No, John no Hammond. not John
2: Hammond. <laughs> if you saw it. Yeah, yeah I, I know I mean, who you're talking about. I know yeah, uh,
1: he. Uh, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. See, I think a similar thing would be. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the the, the Colonel Angus no. sketch with it's with Christopher Walken. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, just search uh, Cur- Colonel Angus.
2: <laughs> okay, Colonel Angus. Okay, then you search cork soakers on Saturday Night Live. And there was it's another funny thing because with
1: um, with, with him. Um, I'm what, trying to think. You there. Yeah, I'm here. Can't you hear me? Can you not hear me? Okay. Anywhere? Oh, sorry, There's another thing with with um with him with our impression guy with uh, from last week. What was the, the 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 kind of end thing? Get out, get out now, <laughs>
2: get out. Okay,
1: you know, just a, a Christopher Walken thing. Which I don't know what right, you're talking about, man. From the the from from this. Oh, get out, get out now. If it had been done by Christopher Walken. <laughs> Because that's who is in the Colonel Angus. Yeah, yeah. It, just trust Get
2: me. Out. Okay.
1: Oh, trust right. me, that that clip is not going away. Okay. But for All reasons. But anyway, uh, so Johnny walks in, and All what right. is Johnny's kind of. Who thing? comes
2: in? Who comes into the. Yes. Can you not hear me? Doug? Can you not hear me? Uh, you keep cutting out.
1: Okay. I don't I'm I don't, here.
2: Okay. I can hear you. All right. You. There's been a couple of times where you've cut out, where you just cut out mid sentence. All
1: right. Well, Johnny has come in, and what is he doing?
2: Yes, and he's 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 handing out newspapers to uh, all of Dundee's men. Like, hey, sir, want to buy a newspaper? Yeah, that's because that's what you do while you're gambling in an illegal speakeasy. <laughs> is you're just going to buy a newspaper.
1: But there are guns in all of them.
2: <laughs> but what is what is contained? Y- yes, there's pistols. Like I allude to in the uh, bed the mu- this the music bed um and uh dundee and his men they start holding up Maroney's uh club and Maroney is not pleased
0: you fucking sneaky bastard. I'm going to take you to work. I'm going to nail it to the wall. I'm going to crush your boils in a meat grinder.
4: I'm going to cut off your arms. I'm going to shove them up your eyes. Yeah,
1: but Johnny did. He he disarmed Maroney's guys with a combination of gymnastics and newspapers but some guy still manages to shoot Dundee, but how is Dundee saved?
2: Well, hold on. We're, we're skipping a couple of things. We should probably, you know, yeah, he fl- he's flinging the newspapers at guys um, because, well, what happens is uh, the rest of the gang escapes, they get out, and then they lock the door. Did you already say this? Because there was a big moment of silence there that I didn't hear anything.
1: No, no, I didn't already say this. No.
2: Okay. Yeah. So the rest of the gang leaves, but just the, then they lock the door and they're left with, yeah, Dundee and Johnny are left there. Yeah. And Dundee gets shot and it's the his cigarette case. Saves him. But yeah, Johnny flings a newspaper, hits a guy in the nuts, does this gymnastic thing where he swings around a pole and kicks a guy in the mouth and instead of dice going on the craps table it's his teeth ha ha ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so maroni is about to shoot dundee and what does johnny put on his head A, it's an ice bucket i think and what does he do he he
1: puts it on his head and then somehow speeds up time <laughs> and slides on the bar and takes maroni <laughs> out
2: right so and then he him and dundee escape they get in the car uh And you have the clip, correct? Yes.
3: Thanks a lot, kid.
2: From
0: now on, you're my boy. Yeah, kid, but you really look dangerously. By the way, what's your name? Johnny. Johnny. Johnny Dangerously.
2: And now we're back in the present at the pet store, and he's like, boy, I should have never picked that name. And uh, he's putting price tags on the puppies. What's he doing? He's using
1: like a pricing, like an old time price gun, you know, to, yeah. and if you've ever gotten one of those stickers in your hair or on fur, it, it's not good. It's not good. No,
2: no. Cause it's supposed to stick to cardboard or, or a can or something like that. But now we're back in the, uh, in, in old timey times and, uh, he's, uh, dancing. He's doing the Charleston for a girl. Yes. Do you remember? Did you ever have to play the Charleston in band? I'm sure. Probably
1: all of those yes. classes well no
2: you were in you were in symphonic band you i was in I was in concert band in seventh grade and you were probably in symphonic band uh well
1: yeah in in middle school yeah because it was was it was there was symphonic, symphonic and then concert. concert and then wasn't there like varsity which is like you you couldn't even do a scale wasn't there a third like <laughs> lowest level
2: there may have been that may have been beginner I'm not sure I remember trying out and I was was so
1: scared that I was not going to make varsity band. Like that was going to be this, this thing, this stigma where I didn't realize just being in band (laughs) at all was a stigma.
2: You're so, you're so bad. You can't even be in band. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as my dad said, I didn't have to be in band anymore. I quit band. And I don't know why, because it wasn't a horrible class. It wasn't bad. Have you, um, have you heard
1: my, my high school band story?
2: Mm, maybe. I don't know.
1: So every fourth year or every four years, I don't know which way you'd actually consider it, the band went on a trip. And my freshman year, they went to Florida. I think it was every two years. No, it was every four years. At least back when okay. I was in high school, it was every four years. And they went freshman no. year and senior year. And so I was in band freshman year. Okay. And then I quit, I was not in there either sophomore year or junior year but they were going to California senior year. So magically I was back in band my senior year.
2: But and what did you play the rusty the rusty trombone?
1: Yes. But here's the kicker. Um in order to pay for like your band trip you had to do fundraising. And I was like, yeah, "Okay, yeah, fuck it. I'm not even going to bother." So I didn't go. <laughs> I didn't even go on the you band didn't trip. Go. Because I wasn't willing to go out and sell candy bars or nice. whatever nice. you had to sell. But
2: yeah, no. so he's dancing to the Charleston. And Doug
1: is gone again. His internet is just
2: shit. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and the doctor comes down the stairs and says, your mom's having thyroid problems. Well, what is it, Doc? We can't find it. But we have a special $999 for a thyroid search. So what does he do? He has to join the mob. So the, the Pope is played by whom? Dom DeLuise.
1: And the Johnny gives the Pope money and he gives him... He pulls out like a big gangster role. Mm-hmm. And he gives him like almost everything. And then the Pope kind of gives him this uh, look. Right. And he gives him th- the rest of it. and The final two bills in his hand, yes. So, so everybody knows at least everybody in the neighborhood. I shouldn't say everybody because this will come up in just a bit, but everybody knows who Johnny actually is except for two people. Who are those two people?
2: Well, his mom and his brother Tommy,
1: right? So he goes upstairs and his mom is having health issues as always.
2: Yes, but she's cooking. What she what is she cooking? That I do not know. Beer. <laughs> oh, hey, that's mom, right. What, yeah, he pours himself a couple cup of it, right? And it's got he's like, "Oh, with noodles." So she's making beer with noodles and she lists a whole laundry list of, of all of her ailments. And um, she's Johnny says, well, you should retire. Oh, I can't retire. Where's Tommy? And then mom says that he, he's dropping out of law school.
1: Yeah, and there is, there's a lot of sight gags here and they're all kind of, eh, the beer thing was okay, but mm-hmm. Tommy comes in with a girl and, but Tommy wants to get married right away, but he can't say why he wants to get married right away in front of his mom. Right. And then Johnny gives his mom a hundred dollar bill.
2: Is it a hundred dollar bill or is it a $50 bill behind her ear?
1: I thought it was a C note. That's what I have Maybe. in my notes.
2: Maybe it was. Okay.
1: But the, the mom actually knows uh, Tommy's secret.
4: Mm-hmm. What can't you say in front of mom? Nothing, mom. I know what you can say. You want to get laid, Mom. You want to hump your brains up. Ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom.
1: That's pretty risque for like somebody that's forty years old,
4: right?
2: Well, and yeah, we've seen this. We've we've heard that clip before on this podcast. Yes, I know.
1: And you pulled it a separate time. You could have just said to pull it or use the old one, but
2: yeah, I didn't want you to have to dig around for that. But uh, Johnny goes to the club. And he sees the doorman at the club. This doorman never opens the door for him. Not once.
1: But he always is doing something else. What is he always doing?
2: He's he's well, Johnny always pays him, but he's He's always always...
1: complimenting Johnny's mom, which is the reason he he always compliments him. Sure. And one of the things I noticed about this film that was a little bit surprising to me is there aren't a lot of direct spoofs or ripoffs of, of the Godfather. Or like other gangster movies?
2: No, it's kind of its own thing. It's its its own slapsticky version of a gangster movie.
1: But there, there were going to be a couple, but they all got cut in the final cut. But I did actually dig up a deleted scene.
2: Oh, okay. I have a problem, Godfather. My pussy's not going to stay tight forever.
1: You're right, Jenny. Eventually, it's going to look like two pieces of raw bacon wrapped around a knuckle. And every time you walk, it's going to make a sound like...
4: "Ah, ah, ah." Loose
1: pussy is uh, nature's corduroy.
2: A month ago, a producer said he was going to make a porn. The biggest porn ever. Jack, triple X parody. And the main character was a girl like me. A slut. Yeah, exactly. And she had to fuck 20 guys. And then after, she says, I'm so happy I had to order all these pizzas. And I'm happy that I didn't have money to pay for them. And then she goes off and fucks the plumber with the strap on.
3: You can act like a man?
2: I think so. But that's not the problem. He won't give me the part. He said my blowjobs are subpar. Do my lips look subpar to you?
3: Not to my penis. What's his name? Puts. That figures. I'll take care of it. What are you going to do?
4: I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. And now it's time for Name That Porn Star.
2: Is that Jenna Jameson?
1: It is Jesse Andrews.
2: Jesse Andrews. Okay. It's in hey, The I Godfather the- X. Triple X. That's the name of the guy.
1: No. Godfather. Oh, Triple the X Godfather. Triple X. I the was
2: going to pull something from trashy lady, which was also in the Stetson box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you familiar with tra- It's a classic. It's got uh ginger Lynn, Amber Lynn, um, Harry Reams. It, it, you would recognize everybody in that movie. It's a classic.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: So, but I just, I couldn't find a clip that would, that, uh, this was Matches.
1: this was tough. This was like kind of adjacent to it, but you know, I figured sure. it was close enough. So, now we're introduced to Marilou Henner, mm-hmm. as Lil, and she has what's called a didactic memory.
2: A didactic memory.
1: She remembers everything that has ever happened to her. Okay. You can go up to her and say, "On August 15th, 1985, what did you have for lunch? And she can tell you.
2: Oh, in real oh, life. In real life, in Lue real Lue life. yes.
1: Not not the character. In real life, Mary Lou Henner can do that.
2: Okay. And she, she used that uh, God-given blessing to star in Taxi. She
1: actually went going through her like IMDb. She has a much smaller IMDb than I would figure that she would have.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's not very big.
1: Why is that? Is it, is it because, I mean, she's very, very attractive. Is it just Mm because she's not a great actress?
2: It's possible. Or maybe she, maybe she did decide to do something else with that. I don't know. I have no idea, but uh, all the girls love Johnny. Yes. (laughs) And they're all like, want to be my first. I'm not wearing a bra. I'm a real blonde Johnny. And he, that's the one he picks. Yes. (laughs) And uh, where did uh, Lil come from? Where did she come from? Yeah.
1: Where did she come in from? I don't know. Pittsburgh.
2: Well, that comes up later.
1: No, no. It's said right here. The other part comes in later. You're correct. But this is where she says she's from Pittsburgh, but she's very unimpressed by him. And
2: they do flirt a bit. Right. They do flirt a little bit, but she tells him that his name is an adverb. And he looks at her and he goes, you got those. I like those. And he's talking about, what is he talking about? Her jugs. Her jugs, which they look nice. Yeah, they,
1: they are nice. I'm but, I'm just looking for it. Do I have like a... Oh, I, no, I don't have a a boob clip on here. her nice so, jugs. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but um, but he puts his card, his business card, in her dress. And she kind of... Is that a pocket? A duck, is it like a pocket on her boob
1: that she has?
2: No. It's just kind of... A, I think it's just one of the layers of her... Okay. Yeah, it's just kind of like well like the one of the ruffles or something. He says something
1: about I've never had to take that car back. I think I like it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and from there he goes into the office, uh at Dundee's office. And how do we know that he's in love? Uh, I don't know that. The parrot tells us. Oh, okay. Johnny's
0: in love. Johnny's in love.
2: But and now we're int- we're introduced to Danny Vermin again a, a, as dutch. as
1: an adult yeah here
4: dames are put on this earth to weaken us drain our energy laugh at us when they see us naked johnny i want you to meet two new members of the gang danny Berman and his sidekick dutch
0: hello johnny how are you danny danny and i used to fight in the old neighborhood i always wondered what happened to you well i fulfilled a lot of people's predictions about me
4: i've become a real scumbag
0: Hey, good for you, Danny. You know, a lot of people go their whole lives without ever realizing what they want to be.
4: That is a big plot hole,
2: by the way. A huge plot hole. Because, obviously, Danny Verman would know what his na- what his original last name is, correct?
1: Yeah, so he would know that who
2: his brother is, which will come up in just a bit. Sure. But there's a knock on the door, and what gets wheeled in through the knock, or through the door? It's
1: a huge box. And did you see who it's being delivered by? No. It's the pizza guy from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah, it
2: is. Well, I suppose Amy Hecklering uses a lot of actors just like Oliver Stone and John Carpenter does.
1: But they they open up the box, and what is in the box? Uh, There's a robot of Moroni holding a Tommy gun. And yeah, it was. It was in the the robot fires a lot, and then Vermin says this.
0: He sent us a robot.
1: Oh. Oh, Tommy says us.
0: Dear bastards, I hope I got a few of you. If not, I'll get you when I take over the club. Twenty five. Love and kisses, Roman Moroni. We gotta
4: stop him. I got something to stop him. They made it for him special. It's an 88 magnum. It shoots through schools.
1: That line was actually cut on one of the most yes. recent
2: releases. Uh it was it, it was cut after the Columbine shootings. Correct. And so I've got a I've got a 44 magnum revolver. It's a big fucking gun. And, uh, I was showing it to my father-in-law and, um, my missus's uncle, and I pulled it out of the safe while I was showing it to him. And I go, it shoots through schools.
1: If <laughs> you're not familiar with teacher. that, that's not going to be. <laughs> no, great.
2: no, it didn't go over very well at all. They just kind of uncomfortably chuckled. And then oh. like year, like months later, I'm like, Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I probably shouldn't have said that.
1: But Johnny doesn't want to fight Maroney, and Vermin no, does. He says
2: he said, yeah, he says we do things differently around here and he grabs Johnny grabs Vermin.
4: Stashed rod, right, Danny. You shouldn't grab me, Johnny. My mother grabbed me once. Once.
2: And then where where is Johnny next? Well, Dundee says, well, what are you going to do? And he goes, I'll think of something, something subtle. And yeah, the next thing we see him in the backseat of a biplane.
1: Right. And he's up there with Jocko and it's got the snake in the backseat. You should, yes. you should get that. But, um, and he has a yes, very get it. wily coyote type bomb or missile <laughs> in his
2: hand. Right. Yes.
1: And he drops it. Something it, subtle. Yeah. So
2: hold on a second. So vermin wanted to shoot up the place. And Johnny's like, hey, we don't do things that way. So, yeah, we're just going to drop a bomb on Maroney's club. And Maroney is in front
1: of his club and he is mm-hmm. talking to one of his henchmen. And that's yes, where this. His,
2: his hench... Hold on. His henchman is the teacher from Fast Times at Ridgemont High that says, hey, kids, be easy on me. I switched to Sanka.
1: Oh, the uh, the guy who takes them to the morgue? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. But um as Moroni is talking, that's when the bomb gets dropped and this whole back and forth happens.
0: Sure. Knock down that wall, knock down that wall, and knock down that Fargan wall. Now I'm really angry. This is Fargan War.
1: And we get the, the tropey now we see, newspaper uh, clips.
2: The spin where yes. it spins and what is what does it say on the on the newspaper headline?
1: It's Fargan War.
2: <laughs> okay i gotta say I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say it right now this movie is stupid yes but okay. it, there are just parts of it that that crack me up yeah there's there, just I there mean, were it's times just, when it's, i
1: laughed during it i will i will give it that yeah, yes
2: it, it's silly and the thing that i like about this movie is you can tell the people who are making it are having an absolute hoot
1: yeah, but that, that is, could be said about Cannonball Run too because that was one of the things they said is like the Cannonball Run films or a lot of the films that... Who's that really overrated singer that everybody loved from like the 50s and 60s? Sinatra. Wayne Newton? Sinatra. Sinatra. <laughs> All okay. his films, it's like people look like they're having a blast, but most of them were mm-hmm. just dog shit.
2: Sure. But sure. Uh, Tom- Except Von Ryan's Express. Yeah,
1: but Tommy shows up at Johnny's and... There's mm-hmm. a bunch of ladies there, and yes, Johnny wants to know what the story is with why is it that Tommy wants to quit law school, and <laughs> this this part was I, I had to actually rewind it because I wasn't sure I heard this correctly. Tommy gets distracted as Johnny is talking to him.
0: What's his bull fertilizer about you quitting law school? I'm sorry, Johnny. I, I just haven't got the tits for it. I mean, heart. <laughs> 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 but he says he goes.
2: I need to get laid. I even went to bad girls, and I don't know what bad girls is. Well, if that's like a term for prostitutes back in the day. Yes.
1: Yeah. That, I would. I would say that. That's fair. That's a fair assessment.
2: Sure. Sure. But, yeah. Tommy and says then he's probably get laid. the most. Yeah. Yeah. But but Johnny, he's, he's he has something that he has to show. T- pardon me, Tommy. Cumbable. Probably the most. <laughs> yes. Probably. Before you get the, to um, that.
1: Before you get to that. Um, okay. Tommy is is, is well, I need to get late and, and Johnny actually says Well Johnny says
0: this. You think this is fun, Tom? Huh? We think this is a picnic, Tommy? Huh? You got a lot to learn, kid. It's a bad habit, Tommy. It's like drinking coffee. Tom, believe me, if I could quit this thing, I would.
1: And this leads to Yes. Oh, you don't have anything else for it? I thought oh, you were going to...
2: What I mean, one of the most memorable parts of this entire movie. One that just, you know, as, as a little kid, 11 or 12-year-old kid, you know, penis jokes. The best.
4: Your testicles and you. Take a good look. These are the unlucky ones. These unfortunate souls are suffering from ESS, Enlarged Scrotum Syndrome. For these poor devils, it's too late. But there is hope. Here at the Atlanta Genital Institute, teams of doctors are at work around the clock to cure this dreaded affliction. Hi, I'm Dr. Zillman, and I'd like to talk to you about your testes. The human testicle is not unlike a balloon. Sometimes it is empty. And sometimes it is full. And sometimes it can explode. Maybe this will help you understand. Just remember that your testicles, when treated with love and care, will give you years of maintenance-free service. But if abused, well, the inevitable conclusion. So next time, do the smart thing. Don't let anything come between your testicles and you. Thank you.
1: And and there's a thing that I don't know if you noticed this or not, but when he first started playing the movie, they show the projector and there's no light that's coming out of the projector. Oh really? And then when when the film's over and they show it again, the the light is coming out of the projector. And then Tommy stands up. I'm going back to law school. Yeah, which yeah is as good a time any for you know probably going to the lobby. Let's all
4: go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the
2: lobby to get ourselves a treat. You know, after watching that, uh, your testicles and you, I mean, I abused my testicles as a young man. I still, Wait, abuse you abuse your testicles. testicles. Well, it's, I mean, overuse.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, I, the balls usually for me are really kind of out of like my, my self play
3: <laughs> area.
1: <laughs> You know, if anything that gets ignored, it's like, it's the balls don't really get a whole lot of attention from me. Mm.
2: I like it when my testicles get attention. It's nice. It's a nice, it's a nice touch. I feel like a woman who pays attention to the testicles. I'm just like, is you could have just, you could just, is a woman that should be, is a woman that should be cherished. You could
1: have just left it. I, I, I feel like a woman. <laughs> just stop talking
2: <laughs> right there. That would have been good. All right. Okay, so now we're at a party, uh, and Dundee is up on stage, and he's talking about, you know, when he retires, Johnny's going to take over. Hey, big applause. Lil comes out. She's singing. She's got a great fucking rack. Although, you know what? I think any woman in a dress like that could have a great rack with the proper bra and tape and everything else. Well, I mean, can you wear a bra in, in a dress like
1: that? I mean, and if it's, if it's a bra, it's a, it's a not typical bra. It's a, it's a specialized bra.
2: Sure. I mean, the Miss America and, and made man, Mrs. America, Miss America, they use all kinds of tape and tricks and stuff like that. to make Super glue. Loose, yeah, right? yeah. 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 Super glue. Yeah. Know. Sure. Wh- not why not? Titty, t- titty, titty fuck that with super glue. Well, no, I mean... Uh, I'm stuck. <laughs> no, well, or no, it, or, that's or, more on the nipples. Or, you know, it's like you don't...
1: Anyway, I don't think they put super glue on I mean, their nipples. No, they don't.
2: I, they don't.
1: You're right, it's tape. I was...
2: But Johnny, Johnny's waiting for her at the back exit after the show. What, was that her voice, though?
1: Was of... that her voice singing Mary Lou Henry? I have no idea. I, I don't I think don't so. Know. I. But yeah, she, okay. her, her whole song is about Johnny.
2: Yes. Yes, it is.
1: But you're right, Johnny is waiting for her out in the alley.
2: And all the other gals are coming through, and they're like, Oh, it's Johnny. Oh, is he waiting for me? No, he's waiting for Lil. And he puts her leg up to kind of block her coming down the stairs. And says, Hey, you know, I kind of feel like that uh, song gave me the green light. And she goes, Well, you're off red, but you're still on amber. And they take a walk. And they're walking, and they're walking, and they're walking. And she's kind of a dumb shit.
0: So then I decided to leave Pittsburgh and come here to Chicago. Will? Uh, yeah. This ain't Chicago. We're in New York. You're kidding. Well, New York, Chicago, to a girl on her own, it's all the same.
1: Did Did the whole walking scene remind you of any other film that you've seen? No. Uh the original Naked Gun. When Leslie mm. Nielsen is walking. He's sitting there and he's mm-hmm. kind of like walking through things in his head. And at one point he does like hopscotch and then he gets to like the end of a sidewalk and he looks around <laughs> and he's like, and where the hell am I? <laughs> and was like oh, it's, a, it's oh. been, yeah. it has
2: been a, a, a cold minute since I've seen that movie, but they're walking, they walk across a bridge, they walk across where it says New York Jersey border. They're in some residential street. Then they're in some field and he goes, I'm falling. And they kiss. And then you have a clip.
4: Sounds like Johnny's getting laid.
1: (laughs) And the next day, she's driving, which I thought was actually kind of progressive. And Mm -hmm. Johnny is hiding. I don't think
2: I don't think it's. I don't think it's the next day. I think it's a time jump. Of okay. Several months. Yeah. Because now they're in a relationship.
1: But Johnny is going into work and he's hiding on the street and people all over are trying to kill him. And there are sandbags in front of the building and the door guy who never opens the door has like a, I think he's got a helmet on as well.
2: He's, it's, it's called a soup bowl helmet. It's a World War I trench helmet that you would see the American soldiers wear and they'd call it a soup bowl. But yeah, I mean, there's guys popping out of manholes. There's people who are pretending to be mannequins in store windows that all of a sudden come to life. And they all got Tommy guns. There's a, a lady pushing a, a carriage. Yeah, I, I have a, a, a clip from that. Yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> <Girl>. <laughs>
3: I'm
2: glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> That's impersonation of a baby. <laughs> But he, he's in Johnny's. I don't know in. why it cracks. I don't know why that cracks. Play it again, please. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, your uh your <laughs> your mic thing is reverberating <laughs> as you're hitting the table. But uh he's in Dundee's office and Dundee offers <laughs> him a cookie. And then who right. leaves? The plumber. And but Dundee wants Maroni and, but before he has any more conversation, Dundee has to go do something. What does he have to go do? He has, he has to go take a leak. And as he's in the bathroom, he
2: says the, the drain is blocked. That's never happened before. And we just had a plumber here. And then there's an explosion and Dundee comes out. He's, he's all frazzled. Peter Boyle's great, by the way. This dude dude is awesome. He's great. And I I wish I would have pulled the clip from Young Frankenstein when him and Gene Wilder are up on stage doing Putting on the Ritz. Okay, sure. (laughs) Putting on the Ritz! (laughs) I'm in a a giggle stage now. (laughs) Got the audio stuff worked Uh, out.
1: So now Doug's just going to fuck around (laughs)
2: for the next hour. (laughs) <laughs> but, but, okay, play the clip.
4: You got the number of that other plumber? Mr. Dundee?
3: Ah! You. Oh, my God! Maroney! You son of a bitch! What have you
4: done to me? Now, look, calm ah. down. Oh, down! I I'm living Oh, it. no, look,
3: Don't panic!
4: Calm down! I'm standing here with my dock in my hand! It's not your <laughs> door look! Ah, oh. Thank God, it's, it's just a chain handle, sure. Freddy. You're still
0: here, you little bald-headed beauty. I thought <laughs> I lost you.
1: So, so what was Dundee holding in his hand?
2: The pull chain handle.
1: So, two things. One of the, one of which is from a TV show, and one of which is from real life.
2: Uh, I, okay. I've mentioned
1: it multiple times, but um, the IT crowd, the work outing that happens to somebody at one point where they think they're pulling the the toilet and they're actually pulling the emergency cord. But that okay. actually happened to me in real life. I was at, uh, I was in Kansas city and we were a bunch of us were in Kansas city to go to a Packer game. And a bunch of us went with uh, a guy that we went to high school with where he worked and he worked at a retirement community. And it's like, okay, I gotta go take a piss. I went to the bathroom take a piss and I pulled like the thing and it's not the flusher. It is the emergency emergency thing. And all of a sudden ambulances are coming. (laughs) It's like, Oh "Oh." no. Oh, it's like, dude, sorry. (laughs) So sorry. I've never seen one of these before, but Dundee has taken this whole thing with him, not losing his dork as a sign. So what is he going to do?
2: He's going to retire, and then we get the newspaper trope of it spinning, and it's on the newspaper. It says, Dundee retires, but down in the corner, it says, who is Johnny Dangerously? And there's an artist's composition, and who is the artist's composition of? Rocky. <laughs> yes, or but, Rambo. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone.
1: But it's it's the it's the Rocky III uh, pose. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. Is it? But uh before okay. Dundee when Dundee was saying all this he does give Johnny something which is important oh, that plays out later. Yes.
2: Yes, he gives him his cigarette case.
1: And th- that's what I have it as as well. Actually, I have it as a flask and it actually is a cigarette case. But it we, is a cigarette case. We we go back to the present and what is Johnny mm-hmm. doing in the pet store?
2: He's sh- he's uh shining up some turtles. Yeah, he's polishing turtles and It's like He's, he's polishing journals and he explains to the kid that Maroney and him made a truce and everything was going good with Lil. And now we go back to our flashback and we're at Tommy's graduation. Well, and well,
1: his, he's graduating. His brother's graduating from law school and there's mm-hmm. a, there's a couple things. Uh, his mom is looking for her camera and what does she take out yes. while she's looking for the camera? She takes out three First, things.
2: First she takes out a she takes out a steak, yes, a wig, yep, and a vibrator.
1: <laughs> yep. And uh but his brother is joining the DA's office and we find out that the camera is not actually a camera. The camera is what?
2: It's uh it's well this is during prohibition. It's a flask. It's basically a, a yeah, it's holding alcohol. And she's going to, you know, pour a celebratory drink. And now we are getting into one of the least wokest moments. And there's, there's two of them. Yeah. And, and you this missed
1: one. one of them. You missed the, the worst of them, by the way. There's three of them. You What's,
2: which, which one did I? It'll, it'll come up. Do, do I don't you... have No, I didn't. Okay. No,
1: I did not pull that clip. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. But this is what the mom right. says as she's pouring out like a, basically a shot for all of them to do as a toast for mm. Tommy graduating law school.
4: Mom, it's Prohibition. Oh, shut up. Stop acting like a fag choir boy. Here. No. two darling sons. One of them a famous nightclub owner, the other a crime fighter. Uh, I tell you, with a father like Killer Kelly, it's a miracle. Neither one of you turned out to be a piece of shit criminal.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a little hitting a little host close to home for Johnny.
2: You're right. So Johnny decides that he is going to go legit. But uh, what does Ma Kelly have this time? That I don't know. What's her ailment? Uh, A blocked salivary gland. Okay. Yes. And it costs $7,000 to get that fixed. And Johnny goes, "Eh, okay, fine. It'll be great to see the old lady spit again. So he's going back to crime. And now Tommy comes to... He's, you know, decided he's going to work for the DA, and he goes into the DA's office, and he's like, "Hey, who's with me? Who's going to fight crime?" And they go, "Oh, you need to go see, you know, the head DA. Is that what you call him, the head DA?"
1: That's actually exactly what I called him—is the head DA.
2: <laughs> okay, so he goes into the office, and Danny DeVito is the head DA. And what is what is what's going on in in Danny DeVito's office? Uh, well, he wants Tommy to take a vacation. No, 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 no. You're missing it. You're missing it. What is coming did you not see the feet coming out the back side of the desk? Oh no, I did not see that.
1: Oh, is he getting a blowjob? Oh, yeah,
2: he's getting he's getting a blowjob. So he's sitting at his desk and you can see feet on the front side of the desk. And as soon as Tommy walks in, those feet shuffle up and he's like, hey, come on in. Yeah, he wants to uh he wants he wants Tommy to go on a vacation.
1: Nope, but nope, Tommy wants to take on crime. And who is the first mm-hmm. person that he's going to go after?
2: He's going after Maroni.
4: That Roman Troy Maroney is the man responsible for the Mother's Day massacre, the Christmas Day slaughter, the Lincoln's birthday mutilation, and the Groundhog's Day beheadings. Before
2: we begin the questions, There's my nothing about would Arbor like to Day. read from a prepared statement. No.
4: Go ahead.
0: I would like to direct this to the distinguished members of the panel. You lousy corksuckers, you have violated my Fargan rights. This samanambatching country was founded so that the liberties of common patriotic citizens like me could not be taken away by a bunch of Fargan ice holes like yourselves. Thank you very much
1: and what happens to maroni
2: Oh you so you didn't pull the, the 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 clip of the uh the train No. Where Tommy asks him you know if 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 two trains were going at a certain speed and he's like that's the fucking trick question. Yeah, no, I didn't. It was long enough as it was. Okay. Yeah, no, he gets uh he, he gets, gets deported to Sweden. Yeah.
1: And he yes. says he's not from there. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, that's just the, again the tropey, the newspaper. Moroni get deported to Sweden, claims he's not from there.
1: Which that was another thing where I actually laughed out loud when I saw that. So, okay, Johnny and the DA, the DA played by um, Danny DeVito and Vermin are talking about mm-hmm. Tommy, and somehow Vermin and the DA do not know that Johnny is actually Tommy's brother. Correct. And Johnny tells the DA to get Tommy in line and Vermin wants to kill Tommy. And this is the thing I almost pulled the clip here where he says he's embarrassed to tell people that he's in an organized crime.
2: Sure. Well, yeah, no, they say they're afraid to, to admit they're, they're criminals. And Johnny reminds them of how good they've got it, how they've got dental plans and, uh, you know, vacation homes and everything like that.
1: And Johnny is talking about how everybody in the gang is doing well. It's something about how many hats one of the guys has. and Yeah. yeah. And, and then Vermin talks about what it is that he likes.
4: Mm-hmm. I like what I'm doing right now. I enjoy collecting protection money, putting hordes to work, loan sharking. I enjoy planting bombs in people's cars. These are a few of my favorite things. Sick! Don't ask!
1: And then Vermin shoots at the bird.
4: <laughs> right. And the bird...
2: I think he says, Miss me, asshole. Yeah,
1: something like that. And then Johnny takes his gun.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And And then then Vermin says this. Well, no,
1: he he takes his gun, and then he does something after he takes his gun.
2: Oh, that's right. He hangs him on a door.
4: You shouldn't hang me on a hook. My father hung me on a hook once. Once.
2: But Vermin... The door... They they close the they open the door and he, he you know he gets slammed into a wall. Everybody leaves and then the door closes and, and shuts and he's still sitting there with his finger up, like when he said once. <laughs> and then he he tells Dutch that something is fishy going on with Johnny and the DA. But, but so, Vermin would Tommy goes
1: because this is the thing we talked about before. Vermin and right. Johnny know each other from the old neighborhood. He knows that from Johnny dangerously is Johnny Kelly.
2: Sure. But um, sure. But Tommy now goes to DeVito's house.
1: And what's the address there?
2: And I don't know. 911. 911. Okay. Interesting. But uh, Tommy tells DeVito that he's got all kinds of evidence to put Johnny away. And DeVito goes, ah, oh, it's flimsy. Come on, <laughs> come have dinner. And he's like, more milk fed veal. And he offers him riches, kind of like a game show. And mm-hmm. there's a, a woman that's got a big fur coat on. And I'm like, oh, are we going to see boobs? Are we going to see boobs? Are we going to see boobs? No. Close, but no cigar. No, there was a, a like very skimpy outfit. A it
1: wasn't b- even so much the top. It was the bottom. There was very, okay. very little
2: there. It was like a diamond bikini.
1: And, the, the, uh, and DeVito's character is talking to Tommy about his future. And it, the the whole thing is about if you play ball, that was kind of like the, mm-hmm. the crux of it. And Tommy's eyes actually gets big, but then he says he will see the DA behind bars.
2: Sure. And DeVito calls Johnny, but who answers the phone? Vermin. Right. And he's like, oh, okay. Hey, let me, let me, let me see, you know, <laughs> hey, Johnny, what, what do you want me to do? <laughs> him. Hey, he wants <laughs> you to kill him.
1: <laughs> and Tommy's car has been tampered with and Tommy gets into a mm-hmm. car accident and this but hold on a
2: second. The car is going faster and faster, and as the music is, the, he's listening to the song, as the car goes faster, the music goes faster as well.
1: Yeah, it doesn't quite work that way. And you didn't ask about this, and sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Um, Jen saw probably about half of this film. Okay. And it was over the course of like three nights. and Okay. at this point, she's like, yeah, that would not happen. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, she noped out pretty quick each night. Of, really? Yeah,
2: yeah. It took me a couple nights to watch this. It was it was not an easy watch. Where I where I I could it would keep my attention the entire the entire time. So, but uh, but now they're in the hospital. Tommy's in a body cast, and um, there's two guys in body casts in the same room, and uh, Johnny, Ma, Kelly, and Sally. Johnny's uh, or Tommy's fiancé. Um, fiancé? Fiance. Yes. They come in and Ma Kelly looks at his lips and he's like, yeah, it's, it's, he's got your father's lips. And she writes Tommy's name on the cast.
1: Yeah, well, that makes sense. And mm-hmm. the mom tells Johnny that Tommy's breaks failed and Johnny knows what this means. Sure. And then he's having drinks sure. with the DA, with DeVito. Mm-hmm. And the DA is not so subtly... Hitting on Johnny?
2: I, he's bisexual, apparently, because obviously he was getting a blowjob from a woman in his office. So, but uh, he's like, he's you're more sensitive. We should spend more time together. Say, two weeks in Puerto Rico.
1: And Johnny has a gift for the DA. What is it?
2: It is a red smoking jacket.
1: And oh, I hadn't seen this movie in so long. Color. I knew exactly where this was going.
2: Sure. But why uh, is oh, it? And what I, were they drinking? Uh, why were they drinking? What were they drinking? Schlitz. Yeah. Well, liquor. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because a bowl comes. Jo- Johnny excuses himself, and a bowl comes crashing through and kills the DA. And the next
1: day, so, what does the headline, headline say?
2: Uh new DA vows to get Johnny dangerously before but that, before that, before. Oh, before that. Yeah.
1: It says something about DeVito's DA.
2: Oh, I don't know. What does it say?
1: It says DA killed in commercial.
2: Oh, okay. Yes. But this now, so now we're a new joke, a new set of jokes. We're at the new stand and the, it's Ray Walston who plays Mr. Hand in uh, fast times at regiment high. And uh, you know, the, the pack of newspapers hits him and he's blind and he's like, my God, I can see. But yeah, then the new, the new headline says new DA vows to get Johnny dangerously. And, and then, now we're at Johnny danger.
1: Yeah. He's at, we're he's at, at his apartment home
2: building gangster arms. That <laughs> is the name of the apartment buildings. And there's all these different bad
1: pretty boy, Mr. And different- Mrs. Pretty boy Floyd and Mr. and Mrs. Capone yeah. and et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And he walks in and he throws his hat out the window just to show yes. that he's off his game. Sure. But who rings the doorbell? R-
2: Mrs. Capone. And what she does she want? She a couple bullets. <laughs> yeah, she wants a <laughs> couple bullets. And uh,
1: Lil is there and she's knitting baby clothes, but she's not pregnant. She,
2: yeah, she's got baby fever.
1: She's wishful thinking, um, yeah.
2: Yes. But uh, Vermin and Dutch are following them and <clears throat> he parks on a handicapped spot and... Dutch goes, you can't park there. He goes, I'm, I, he goes, that's for the handicapped. He goes, I am handicapped. I'm psychotic. (laughs) 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 But
1: they are actually, they'd follow them to the courthouse because why are Johnny and Lil at the courthouse?
2: Yes. Because Tommy and Sally are getting married.
1: And so Tommy and his wife are getting married by a justice of the peace. And then the mom has something that she wants to share with Lil.
4: Right. You've gotten to be like a daughter to me, and I want to share something with you. Oh, what's that, Mom Kelly? I go both ways.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay, that made me laugh. I mean,
2: <laughs> yes, it,
1: it did make me laugh.
2: But Tommy, but is Tommy sees John. Go oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tommy no, is I've... glad they waited, Ver... <laughs> but he doesn't
1: want to well, wait Vermin... anymore.
2: But Vermin sees Johnny and Tommy hug. Oh, that comes up in just a second.
1: But because Tommy is glad they waited, but he doesn't want to wait anymore, and he and he's looking for like anywhere in the courthouse to bang. And Tommy and his bride go into the janitor's closet, and then Vermin overhears the mom that Johnny and Tommy are brothers. Okay, and then and then Vermin- Tom,
2: Tommy hears yeah as he's walking past the janitor's closet. Tommy hears Vermin and Dutch talking that Tommy Kelly and Johnny dangerously are brothers. Um, And he leaves his bride and she's like, that's it, you little shit. <laughs> and then the janitor comes walking in and he's singing like a, a gospel tune or something. And yeah. he comes in, he's like, hallelujah.
1: Yeah, he takes care of Tommy's wife. Mm-hmm. And then yes. uh, Tommy Five, confronts six. Johnny.
2: Right. And they decide that they're going to fight to see who's going to quit. And Johnny takes a dive and says, okay, that's it. I'm going legit.
1: And then we're back at uh, Johnny's office and everybody's smoking heaters. And this is like the first time that it's been like prevalent or like overwhelming how much smoke is there. Sure. And Vermin is waiting to tell the rest of the gang until Johnny gets there. And Johnny actually breaks the wall with what is that? What is it that uh, he actually breaks the fourth wall to give?
2: A PSA on smoking.
0: And you know, for you kids out there who are thinking about smoking, don't start. And if you started, stop. Smoking don't make you look tough, kids. It makes you look stupid. If you gotta put something in your mouth, make a stick of chewing gum. Sure, that's what Johnny does. Smoking is the worst thing you can do to your body. You huh. See?
1: And then Vermin yeah, spills then, the beans.
2: And uh, yeah, and and Johnny says, Yeah, that's right. And I'm closing shop and uh, I'm giving the keys to the crime commissioner.
1: And yeah, this is a point and where Vermin actually calls Johnny out about how loyal he is to the gang.
4: So you know mm-hmm. something, Johnny? You don't care
0: about crime. That's right, I don't care about crime. I've devoted my entire life to crime since I was 12 years old. It's just that I think we ought to relax us all and enjoy what we got. We got plenty. Fellas, I'm closing this store up for good. What? Yeah, well, I'm reopening it under new management. What are you not? Because you don't have the keys. And I do.
4: And I'm turning them over to the crime commissioner tonight. And us with them, huh, Johnny? I knew it. He's turning squealer. Yeah, hey, you did
0: You know, I'm bored with slapping you around. Bores me. Don't worry, fellas. You guys are in the clear. It's me after.
3: <coughs>
1: <coughs> so then Johnny goes to the crime commissioner and he's going to turn over a bunch of evidence. One small problem.
2: Right. The crime commissioner is dead and he's like, Oh, I need to get out of here. And he gets knocked out by a
1: Billy club, a <laughs> flapjack.
2: <laughs> Same thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and vermin switches the evidence and then he takes Johnny's mm-hmm. cigarette case. And yes, the actually this had come up when Johnny had first come into the crime commissioner's office is he had, he'd walked over the place where the cleaning lady was cleaning. And yes. she said several things, including like the N word, <laughs> but did she say the N word? Yes, she did. And then, okay. As vermin is walking out, he actually talks to the cleaning lady who apparently is a racist. hmm.
0: You
4: lousy Slovak, chink, Jack, up Mick, Crouchy, he bites. Hiya, doll. What's your name? Mary Margaret Catherine Denineen. How'd you like to make some money? One at a time, or both of you together? What would it cost for you to go clean room seven oh eight and forget you ever saw us? Seventeen thousand dollars. All right, seventeen grand it is. Now look, do us a big favor and forget that we ever gave you this money, huh? What money? At a girl. It's a weird dollar amount.
2: Yeah, because she asks for a, a big amount later on as well.
1: Yeah, and that's an even more odd amount of money. But um, so the the press is asking Johnny questions as he's getting booked.
2: And well, he's brought. He, yeah, he's brought in by the police, and he says, "Hey, I was framed. I was going to legit." And they're like, "Hey, can we take your picture?" And he's like, "Sure." And they all these flash bulbs go off, and he goes blind for a couple of seconds. Ha ha ha! He goes to the desk. Empties his pockets. Who's the uh who's the sergeant there at the desk? Uh it's uh the skipper. Mm-hmm. From Gilligan's Island. And he can't, what can't he find? He can't find his cigarette case. That's right. Um and he's like, Don't worry, fellas, I'm gonna get I'm gonna, you know, post bail here and uh, the skipper says, Oh, no no bail. The DA is prosecuting, prosecuting you.
1: But uh who has showed up to bail him out before that?
2: Ooh. it's Lil. Was it Lil?
1: Yeah. Yes. And she's got boob money. She's like yes, just she does. pulling money out of her, out of her boob area. It's not a bra. I mean, whatever it is, but Tommy is out to get Johnny at this point. And this is one of two times where the press is fighting over the phone to call in a story and they throw somebody <laughs> over them.
2: Right. Yeah. They, they throw a lady out of the, out of the phone booth. But uh, then the news. We're back at the we're back at the newspaper stand, and the the stack of newspapers hits the guy again, Ray Walston, and he's like, "Oh, now I'm deaf."
1: Yeah, but Johnny has been found guilty, and the mom comes out and she says, "On the one hand, I'm thrilled for Tommy, but sad for Johnny. (laughs) Sad
2: for (laughs) Johnny, right? Yeah, and and now and Vermin is there, and he thanks Tommy, uh, for prosecuting Johnny." Tommy punches him, but it doesn't even really affect Vermin. So Ma Kelly steps in. Yeah,
4: Johnny taught me this. Ugh. you shouldn't kick me in the balls. My sister kicked me in the balls once. What, <laughs> mom?
1: <laughs> yeah, and but he, what did he drop when Ma Kelly need him in the balls?
2: The cigarette case.
1: And Tommy has realized that he fucked up, and
4: mm-hmm.
2: and then at this point, the mom decks Tommy. <laughs> does she? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, you sent him to, the, you know, Johnny's not guilty. You sent him to the big house, and she punches Tommy, and now what does the caption say on the screen?
1: Uh, DA will not rest or will not no. sleep until, or something like that. No, the big house. Oh, the big. Oh, I'm sorry, the big house. Yeah, and Johnny is yeah. a hero on death row.
2: He's a celebrity there. Yeah, there's a guy that's getting executed, as as Johnny and the warden are walking down the hallway, and and the priest is walking with the with the uh, guy who's about to get executed, and the priest stops and talks to Johnny, and the guy who's going getting executed, he's down the hall, and he's like, "Hey, come on, guys, are we gonna do this or not?" <laughs> um, and that guy is the. He was in Strange Brew. Was he in... Oh, I also know he was in uh, Happy Gilmore.
1: Yeah, but he is part of um, SCTV. He was not in... Oh, is he? Yeah, he was not in the, the, the top, like, list. What do you call that? Like, the above the line for IMDb. But he was okay. definitely in Strange Brew. And that was okay. one of the ones I thought I might have missed, but I thought since he was below the line, he would not have counted. Sure. But... so. There's a there's a visitation, and Lil is visiting Johnny and Vermin mm-hmm. is making a pl- a play for lil.
2: yes, and Johnny tells her to you know, hey, to prove my innocence, you're gonna have to play up to Vermin and they kiss through the chain link fence and like bleh, bleh. but they decide, oh, they're gonna keep on kissing through the chain link fence. And now we're at the newsstand again. Sack of papers comes in, hits Ray Walston, and he's like, "Oh, I can hear and I I can see. But who am I?" Yeah, he
1: doesn't remember who he is. Right. And Tommy is working on freeing his brother and now is like he's going to become the governor. That is like his next step apparently. Mhm. And the mom is yeah. like, "Fuck this. I'm going to get I'm going to figure this out on my own because you're not doing anything." And we see the racist cleaning lady again, and she asks for $19,500 to tell the truth. Right. And then uh, Tommy busts down the door on Vermin's office, and Lil is sitting on Vermin's lap. And this is where we have uh, Doug's favorite trope, which is what?
2: Yes. Well, he's got a subpoena, and then they leave, and then... uh... Vermin says, "Oh well, we know where Tommy's going to be. We just have to kill him." And Dutch asks, "Well, how?" And yeah, he turns on the radio, and it goes exactly to the beginning of the information dump.
0: How, oh, boss?
4: Don't you listen to the radio? Should be clear skies tomorrow night as the governor and D.A. Tommy Kelly attend the new James Cagney movie. Which theater? The Savoy on 37th.
1: And, you know, that's very, very fortunate. So then we have um, the Lil is telling the bird, Polly, Mm -hmm. about Vermin's plan to kill Tommy.
2: Yes. And the parrot goes to jail. And what's the parrot have on? I did not catch that. (laughs) The the parrot has a prison
1: uniform on. Okay. But (laughs) why wouldn't the parrot just go to Johnny? Why would it go to like the first one at the lunch table? Because it can do the joke.
2: Because it's the grapevine. And this is almost identical to White Heat with James Cagney, where they're sitting at the in the cafeteria. Are you familiar with this movie at all? Uh, Johnny Dangerously, yeah, I watched it. No, no, White Heat <laughs> with James <Yeah>. Cagney. <laughs> okay. Where James <laughs> nice. Cagney is in prison. He's he, he's a he's a gangster. And they're doing the grapevine thing where this where Cagney is asking about his mother, and it goes down the line and then it comes back and that it comes back that his mother has died, and he goes crazy and goes ballistic. So that's what they're trying that's what they're going for with. So that this. was
1: actually a, an instance where they actually were doing kind of like a, a gangster film thing. Yes. But uh yes. It, it's totally messed up and this is, we've talked about the telephone game before, but Johnny gets it. Mm-hmm. And and how does he actually how is he able to translate the message that he's he he has mm. received? I'm familiar I'm with sure. this great part. the message that he... okay, I, I don't yes. I don't know. But he He's eating he sushi. He goes crazy. Well, he's eating sushi. Is he? Yeah. Was he eating sushi? Yeah. Okay, and then nice. he starts a riot. Or at least he's fighting yes. with the guards.
2: Yeah. And, and then he's the like, warden comes in. send me to in. the chair yeah. tonight. Yeah. Send me to the chair tonight. And the warden's like, you got two more weeks. And he's like, I don't care. Send me to the chair tonight. But now we are at the movie premiere that Tommy is going to. And uh, who is emceeing the uh, red carpet?
1: Wink Martindale.
2: No, that's Bob Eubanks.
1: No, I'm pretty sure that's Wink Martindale.
2: No, isn't Bob... Bob Eubanks is the guy that did the newlywed game, right? I think so. Yeah, and that's Bob Eubanks.
1: Okay, you might be right. I I have in my notes as Wink Martindale, but I'll find out. Keep going.
2: (laughs) Okay, all right. But now it's time for the execution, and the priest is one of his guys, Arnold, from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And as he's walking down the the uh, the Green Mile in the Green Mile, the prisoners are giving him gun pieces. Fuck. And the... What? You're right. It's Bob Eubanks. <laughs> it's Damn. Bob Eubanks.
1: Yeah. In the butt, Bob. Yeah. In the <laughs> ass, Bob. In the ass, Bob. It's in the butt, but still yeah
2: okay continue uh and the 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 priest is doing this funky latin i i was gonna record this clip and i'm like this is so stupid i'm not even gonna bother
1: and it was done much better in i i think it's top secret that it's done better
2: is it okay uh but the warden's like so he's got this Tommy gun that's now all you know pieces that he's got and he goes outside and the warden's like, You weren't really gonna shoot me, were you, Johnny? And he throws him the gun and the gun just falls apart. And
1: who is there to pick him up?
2: Lil. So, you know, and now we've got the skipper calling all cars, calling all cars. Um, and mom is at the movie theater. And what does mom order at the uh, movie theater?
1: She's ordering candy and a white fish.
2: <laughs> yes. Popcorn, milk duds, and a whitefish.
1: Okay, do you know what a Coney Island whitefish is?
2: <laughs> Something to do with semen. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. A Coney Island whitefish. Is it fish, a common? Yeah, it, it's a condom. <laughs> is it? Is, it's not a common. It's a, it's used a condom. condom. Yeah, it's a used condom.
2: It's a used condom that washes up on the shore. Yes, yes exactly. Okay, that's right.
1: But who is the candy guy? Who is the guy who is serving the food?
2: Is that John? Is that Danny Vermin? Yeah, it's Vermin. Okay.
1: And, th- all right. and uh, but the skipper is actually sending out the description of the car, of a black car. So what do they do because it's a black car?
2: Johnny goes out and he peels off all the paint. And not paint. Now they are, it's not it, paint. It, it's not paint. Because this is a callback. It's back. not paint.
1: Because they when Johnny and Lil had talked about going legit, she said that she loved contact paper.
2: Oh, Okay. And that's what this is, is
1: they are ripping off contact paper, basically changing the car from black to white.
2: Yes. And now they've, now they're all wearing fishing gear. Yes. And And now we're back, we're back at the movie theater. Vermin is on the other side of the movie screen and he takes out a switchblade and slits the back of the screen. And now the uh, skipper announces the new car.
1: Is this where I can't believe it?
2: Yes. Calling
0: all cars! Calling all cars! Be on the lookout for. Them. Now listen to this: dangerously in accomplices dressed as nuns,
4: driving a sedan covered with. Them. Oh, you'll love this: duckies and bunnies. Calling all cars! Calling all cars! Come to Dooley's Bar and Grill. I'm buying.
2: And Lil goes, "Oh, this would we? This would be in Johnny Junior's room." So is she knocked and up at this point? The, I don't think so. No, they're No, she's not knocked up at this point, but now uh, they're changing again. And the car next to them goes, Oh, that's not something you see every day. And what do we see? Matt's or anything? Uh,
1: yeah. In, in my a notes, it says uh, Doug's excited <laughs> because it's, it's a male ass <laughs> up against the window.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. To an press ham. But, Yes. Is that considered nudity? Yeah, of course that's considered nudity. Okay. All right. I, I still, I feel like it's got to be boobs or dong or, or Bush. I don't think a butt qualifies.
1: I would disagree. I mean, I could, I could, I can see certain things, but no, I mean, that is full on ass. That is full. Man yes. Ass. Oh yeah. There's, there's no, like, yes. it's not yeah. crack. It's like, it is full no.
2: ass. Yeah, it's a hairy one as well. Yeah. Uh, But Johnny runs in uh, to the movie theater just in the nick of time, shoots vermin. Um, But really, it it was like he was going to take a bullet for Tommy, but the bullet hits Tommy anyway. And where does it hit him?
1: Hits him in the cigarette case.
2: That's right. And the government pardons him.
1: Governor. Not government, but governor.
2: um, the, yeah, the governor. Sorry. And as uh, Vermin is being taken out, he says
4: this. Oh. Oh. You shouldn't shoot me, Johnny. My grandmother shot me once.
1: And then the mom starts bitching about grandkids. Right. Ha- ha- have you ever had to a deal with pressure. that? I did not. Because before no, I got I married, my parents already had grandkids. So that was never like an issue. Right. But he tells Lil exactly. that they're ready for kids. And then we go back to current day. And the the kid that was trying to steal the dog enjoyed the story, and he's going to go straight. And Johnny mm-hmm. gives him something before he leaves. What does he give him? A L- little bit of pussy. Yeah, he gives him a cat. And mm-hmm. uh, he says uh, crime doesn't pay.
2: Right, And then, of course, but, a- what does Lil pull up in?
1: Uh the, I think that's a Royal Royals Royce, right? Rolls-Royce.
2: It's a limousine, it's a 1930s limousine of some sort where yeah, they've got a driver and he's like, "Well, it paid a little
1: and we have the credits."
2: Yes. And what are the credits what do the credits do? It's like Red Dawn where they show all of the main players.
1: It actually goes beyond the main players. It like goes through the entire
2: cast, I think. Okay. Yeah. Perhaps. So, movie's done. What do you think? This is,
1: if not the close to the worst film we've done no, <laughs> on this podcast, it, it, it was fucking awful. No, it's it not. was it was bad. Come
2: on, it's not, it's it's not awful. It had its charming. No, it, moments. it had it its, its moments. It had
1: moments. It, it had moments. I, I will. So give this it that.
2: is so this was worse. This is worse than Up the Creek or Hot Dog. Oh, I would watch no way up
1: up the creek or hot dog before this movie or the again. Fan.
2: Oh, okay, the every fan. film you,
1: you've mentioned, I would watch again in a heartbeat before this one. And really, I went into this film looking forward to watching this. I was actually okay. psyched to watch this film. And okay, it it was it was just like a tear it tear down the wall. This is like the the man behind the curtain. This is real life. I'm an adult now. Life sucks. Type moment. <laughs> I, I was very very disappointed in this film. This is yeah, like this, it's this is at least the second, if not the third film you've ruined for me. Really, <laughs> Rocky yeah, it's Four. A stupid movie. Rocky Four. You ruined for me.
2: Okay, it,
3: yeah. it's,
1: it's it's a it, stupid
2: movie, but it, but it had its moments.
1: It, it, it had, had a, moments. it had a couple genuine laughs, but. It was mm-hmm. not good. It was not good. It's a uh...
4: not great, Bob. So, yeah. well, this may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture: defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off.
2: <laughs> this is kind of like a hafting for butt. Yeah, I got. All, I got okay. all three.
1: So, would you recommend this?
2: All right. Sure, absolutely. If you know what, if you've never seen Johnny Dangerously before, never seen it. No, I, I, went, kid, I, I went, I went through this you, film kid. with
1: somebody that had never seen it before. No, I would not okay, recommend but
2: this. But if, like, I, I can tell you right now, my my eleven year old, almost twelve year old, would laugh watching this movie. He would think it's funny. Okay, Any he so, and he laughs. And I think that the that's film? what. The, <laughs> This this movie was made for somebody. This movie was made for us when we were kids. This Come was on. after that. after
1: um fast times, right?
2: Yes, it was.
1: Wow. How the mighty have fallen. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. We, All right. Okay, so. Watch
2: any watch
4: any you. last words? it's not good. What you watching?
2: You're weak.
1: You all go first. All
4: right.
2: Not not a lot. Um I finished watching Valley of Tears on HBO. It's the Israeli TV show about Yom Kippur. Great payoff. Uh awesome tank battles at the end. So, definitely worth going through all of the episodes. Um I'm almost caught up on Foundation, the Isaac Asimov show. It's okay, but it's it's kind of one of those things where, well, I'm invested. I need to finish it. And then I'm into two of three episodes of the show on Apple TV called Invasion with Sam Neill and a bunch of people that you may or may not recognize. And it's I'm not sure where it's going. It's, it's obviously some aliens are prepping for an invasion and there's different things going on throughout the world a little slow, it's a little depressing, uh, because the characters all live these very depressing lives, but um it's interesting and it's well done. So I'm gonna stick with it. Other than that, not really a whole lot.
1: Okay. So um I'm gonna in mind I'm gonna actually give some I, recommendations. I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna. Is that is that how you is that how the men's speak? I'm gonna
1: I'm going to
2: yeah, you said, I'm going to.
1: Well, well, maybe that was your shitty internet connection <laughs> breaking up again. Since I've, had to, I've had to deal with this bullshit all, all night and have to deal with that. Um, so I'm going to start from things that aren't that big of a thing. Uh, I watched the movies, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, classic. Um, it's a CNN thing that's on HBO Max. Uh, interesting.
2: Okay. Um, all right. Am I boring you? Um <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm I've switched from beer to coffee. It's been a long day. It's a lot of hiking today.
1: I so. uh I've I'm keeping up with Survivor and I I have to say I'm I'm close to actually stepping out on that show, which which kills me to yeah. say
2: because of How many seasons are we in? 35 seasons? 41. 41 for fuck's sake. What do they have two seasons a year? Yeah. They're only like okay, uh,
1: 12 13 episodes each. So
2: okay, all right.
1: Um I watched half of what might be next week's movie. Um okay. I watched the first season and a half of the league which I've never watched before.
2: And, and what do you it, think? It's fucking
1: amazing.
4: <laughs> it's,
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's really awesome. It, it yeah. It is It's like a show that somebody made for me <laughs> it really right is.
2: i'm telling you man i need to do a rewatch of it because it pushes the bounds doesn't it
1: mm-hmm. but it, yeah. it never goes into like a parody or beyond like what is actually possible it it all exists in like a reality that okay everything that happens in that show absolutely could happen in real life to mm-hmm.
2: date have they introduced have they introduced rafi yet
1: yeah, I'm halfway through the second season, so Rafi had two okay. episodes,
2: yeah. Okay, all right. Um, so I'm glad you're enjoying it.
1: South Park. Um, just catching up on some old seasons I hadn't watched. And then um, Succession, which I recommended to you. Um, it's it's a week-by-week thing, but it's a great show. It's a slow burn, and I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm, I'm afraid that it... it It's so good that it only has down to go. And then, um, okay. I've been watching uh, the morning show
2: on Apple. And
1: I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've watched that at all. I have not. You should. And the reason I say you should is because it does such a great idea of talking about um, or painting the shades of gray with all of like the hot button issues that are going on in the world today where Mm -hmm. they have like a Matt Lauer type character where, you know, he has like the, the panic button and he's like a scumbag and they don't try to redeem him, but they show his perspective of it and they show the aftermath of what happens to him on the back end of him falling from grace. And it's, it's great because it doesn't give easy answers. It it, it it basically, it asks the questions, but it doesn't tell you what the answers are. And I, I right. really, really like that. And uh, I and I hate, I mean, hate, hate, hate Reese Witherspoon, but she's good in it. She really is.
2: Okay. So is Steve Carell the Matt Lauer yes. type character? Okay.
1: And I mean- he in, in the second season, he's just broken. He is just absolutely broken. Mm-hmm. And uh, Carla Gagino, I think, um, she was in okay. Hot Shots. Um, she is in the Matt Lauer, um, Stephen Carell part, which is great because he okay. has kind of like been banished to Italy, so it's it it's a great right. watch it's it's interesting to it, it it's not easy and it's not fun mm-hmm. and it's not like a happy watch but it is it is just so well done because it does not it doesn't paint the, the questions as black and white it shows the sh- the shades of gray of it okay okay so
4: Matt's got a
1: question for Doug, Matt's got a question for Doug, Matt's got a question for Doug, answer it. What would it take you to abandon a friend?
3: Mm.
2: Hmm. Um, probably, you know, there's different levels of that. Um, because I have a friend that is a raging racist that I've taken a step back from, but I have not abandoned.
0: Okay.
2: Um, because my family is just uncomfortable around him. So we just don't do the same things that we've done. But I wouldn't say abandon. I haven't abandoned him. Um, I remember when I was in fifth grade, maybe sixth grade. Sixth grade. Transitioning from. Male to female. Yep. Sixth grade to seventh. Sixth tra- <laughs> uh, Transitioning from sixth grade to seventh grade and a, a kid in my neighborhood. Um, and we were at the drugstore and he got busted for shoplifting while we were with him. And I felt like he had compromised us and I was really ashamed of him. And so I abandoned him for like four or five months until we reunited on the bus going to school um, and we became friends again. Mm-hmm. But that was something silly. I guess if one of my friends was beating their kid, I don't, I couldn't tolerate that. Um, cheating is a big one. Like if your friend is cheating on – their spouse. Okay. So th- I guess th- it depends. It it, de- it, de- Let me finish it, it depends on the circumstances. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead.
1: Finish your thought. I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to go down another path with that when you finish that. So
2: it depends on, the, it, it depends on the circumstances. If they're cheating because their wife is a complete, you know, cunt bag, mm-hmm. then yeah, I can, I can kind of understand that but if if they're they're if your friend is cheating because they're a complete you know shit bag and everything was going good and you you know you felt like there was a healthy relationship but they just strayed because they couldn't keep their dick in their pants that's mm-hmm. that that's a tough one because then you feel like you, you feel like okay well this person is is hurting other people but you know, we're going through that right now, my missus and I, with some people that we know, and we don't know the full story because we've only heard one side of it. But, sure. you know, the conclusion that we came up with is it it takes two people to break up a marriage.
1: At least two, sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, w- w- with the cheating thing, it is, who who are you friends with? And, and there, we've talked about how, like, in certain relationships where when you break up, you potentially lose people. Sure. And, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, are you friends with the guy or are you friends with the girl? And one of the things that my wife always says is there are no secrets between spouses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, oh well, I'm not going to tell anybody, but I'm going to tell, you know, I'm going to tell Matt because he's my spouse. And I said, you know, th- that's not entirely true. It's like, I don't tell you everything. Well, what don't mm-hmm. you tell me? It's like, well, there's nothing I hold back from you per se, but I don't tell you like every single thing that comes into like my, my orbit here. But yeah. we, we've we both known, or at least I know, especially I, I have, I've had friends. I, I do have friends that I know have cheated on their spouse or their significant other. And I take the tact of it is none of my business unless I am friends with the spouse. That's not my place to like insert myself into their relationship. Sure. Because I don't want anybody inserting themselves into my relationship unless like it's a hot chick and then, okay, you can do it then. But outside of that, I, I, I want people to like mind their own fucking business.
2: Right. I agree.
1: Okay. So ready for next week's movie?
2: Uh, don't we have some listener reaction oh, roundup? Oh, yep. Howdy, so partners. Now it's time for listener reaction roundup.
0: Yee-haw!
2: All right. So I got a Facebook message from wife of show Jen, <laughs> okay. your missus. And she said, first, agree with Tracy's feedback that it is too long. Well... Tough shit. <laughs> I, I don't see us changing our format. What are we going to cut? I mean, really, it's the meat and potatoes of this podcast is the movie. And then we have all of our little periphery stuff. I think part of the appeal of this podcast is all of the little periphery stuff. I would agree with so, that. Yeah. So, F that. Uh, second, clown car comment was not nice. Well, you know what? If you're going to be a guest on this podcast, you have to assume a little bit of risk that uh, some inappropriate things are going to be said. And we don't trace you well enough. Yeah, there was a silence where I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> have made that comment. Yeah, but that, there might have been a, a
1: bridge too far there, Doug.
2: <laughs> yeah, but my main goal in making that comment was to make you laugh and I succeeded. So touche. Uh, and then she says, Garote, learn to pronounce it, Doug. Which she uh, also gave to you earlier tonight, yes. which we didn't record. But yes, yeah. do your prep. Sound clips were painful. Yet, Matt, I have to agree with the money that we're getting paid for, <laughs> for doing this podcast. You should really become. Oh wait, no, we're not getting paid to do anything for this podcast. So you know what, wife of Show Jen? Hey, no, don't 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 don't, 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 don't. Just I don't. said all I did. All I said was sit on it. That's a it's a happy days thing. Okay, I wasn't gonna be mean. Okay. You know, like sit on it, sit on it, Potsy, or up your nose with a rubber hose. Okay. Anything else?
1: No, that's it. No, we actually did have another one which I never looked at because oh. it, it was not from it was not me to comment on, but um oh what it was a Facebook thing a comment which I did not look at because it was not from one of my people; it was from one of yours. So um, oh, but um, we did get one other thing that. Was from a, a a newer listener. I, I, oh, I, I, really? tr- I tried to listen to it. Too many sound clips, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, and, it, and it's not for you, and that's fine. And I'm not gonna hold it against anybody. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, more power to you. It's all good.
2: Is this somebody that we know?
1: No, no, it's not.
2: Oh, this is just a blind listener.
1: Uh, it's uh adjacent. It is like someone that Jen knows.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. So. All right. It's either your thing or it's not your thing. exactly. Yeah, I'm so exactly. excited and I just can't
4: hide it. Three degrees for next week's movie and I think I like it.
1: So you have to make a choice here, Doug. And I oh, have a oh wish that you will make one choice of okay. the two. But here are the okay. two choices you have. There are two potential okay. movies. Um they are different genres uh-huh. different years one of which uh-huh. I've seen multiple times and it is a great movie and this is not a matte great movie like I don't know the hand this is a great movie where everybody would say this is a great movie the okay. the downside of it is it's a little long and mm-hmm. it is gonna be it's it's fucking dense and okay. it will get done eventually no matter what but it is just Gandhi no it, it's 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 going to be clip heavy and it's just a, a thick movie. The other movie okay. I've seen, I do not remember, but I guarantee it'll be a fun fucking podcast to do. Those are your two choices. Okay. So you have like a great movie and then a movie I kind of remember. Those are your two choices.
2: Okay. Let's do the, the movie you kind of remember.
1: Okay. um, let, let me pull it up here. Um, Danny DeVito plays the DA in this movie, in this week's movie. He plays Austin Pussy in Goldmember. I told you that would come back. Rob, yes. Rob Lowe plays middle number 2 in that film. Lowe plays Dean in next week's 1986 film.
2: Dean is it um the the uh, is Andrew McCarthy in this movie? No. That's class. Yeah, class. Dean in it's not saying almost fire, is it? No. Want a hint? The fuck movie? Yeah. What what movie is Rob Lowe in in 1986? Guess who's back? Back, 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 again. back, back, back again. Swayze's back. Swayze. Back, 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 Tell a friend. Bring, bring. I. No clue. I I don't. What movie is is Swayze and Rob Lowe in? It's about hockey. Uh I've never se- I, I know what movie you're talking about. I don't know the name of it and I've never seen it.
1: Next week we will be doing 1986's Young Blood.
2: Young Blood? Okay. Yes. All right. What's it on?
1: Uh I I don't know, Plex. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: I, I the hope, request that I was hope. made the request, the request that was made of, Hey, you guys should do a movie, movies that everybody can watch. That's on a streaming service. Yeah. That, that's gone right out the window, huh?
1: Yeah. I, I, it might be on other stuff. I don't know. Let me, as you're bringing us home, I'll, 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 see if it's on anything else. Okay.
2: Hey, everybody. Thanks for, uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for, uh, listening. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Facebook, Main Max Rewind with Matt and Doug. Like us on there. Send us a comment. Send us a message or. Email us at Betamax Rewind or at yahoo.com. We'll read any feedback, good or bad. You know what? I, I would actually encourage bad feedback because I would like to hear it because uh, we're not a good podcast. Um, or go to Apple iTunes, rate and review, tickle the algorithm, uh, give us five stars because it'll uh, put more people like you in touch with us to enjoy this fine podcast.
1: Next week's movie is available on both
2: Apple and Apple. And Amazon. It's on Apple. Yes. Hey, how about that? For, and Amazon for four dollars. <laughs> oh, is it on? Is it free? Free on Amazon? It is
1: four dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. All right. I'm not paying for it, so hopefully you may, you, you'll have it for me.
1: Yeah. So, um, once again, thank you for listening. Um, I look forward to the next three hours trying to piece together this Frankenstein monster of a fucking podcast. Thank you, yeah, Doug. And your some, shitty had some, internet. Had
2: some Wi-Fi issues. It said some Wi-Fi issues. It's never happened before. I don't know what happened. I'm not sure, but yeah, we the, will, the, the back half of the podcast went solid.
1: Yeah, the last hour and 13 minutes was good. So uh, we will see you next week for Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze in, and you know who else is in that film? Keanu Reeves. Who's
4: whoa
1: yeah so it gives you a lot of linking possibilities so we will see you next week for yeah, Young that's,
2: that's, all right yeah we'll see you next week thanks for listening bye get out get out